For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. The papers this morning, well, the Echo is warning that because of the fact there's going to be high tide in many areas of the city this morning and this evening, uh, residents and uh, a lot of business owners in the city are bracing themselves for localised flooding. So do bear that in mind. It's an inside page story making the Echo today. We're also bracing ourselves uh, for the Jazz Weekend and that kicks off tomorrow and we'll have live jazz in studio across tomorrow morning as we do every Bank Holiday Jazz Friday. Uh, but I love the breakdown in the Echo today and their inside pages of all of the different offerings. But they also break down the weather. They look at accommodation that's available in different hotels for last-minute jazz fans. Be interesting to know what the room rates would be for a last-minute booking for a Cork hotel. Uh, and then, of course, the different transport. There's absolutely no changes or extra buses happening with regards to bus errand, which is kind of weird. No changes to the bus timetable for the weekend. Um, but uh, they also break down the different events and where the gigs will be. And, of course, a lot of them will be free in various pubs. That's very, it's great to see. I mean, it kind of lifts your spirits when you think, ah, oh, it's jazz weekend again. Meanwhile, of course, uh, uh, some companies just go from strength to strength, particularly those who are involved in energy. And uh, Shell have reported profits again. Uh, last time I spoke about this, it was to report Shell and BP's profits for the second quarter of 2022 when they were coming in with grotesque amounts of profit like 8 and 9 billion. In fact, Exxon for the second quarter had nearly 18 billion income and that's only for a three-month period. But Shell have now announced their third quarter profits of $9.5 billion. And that's just for a three-month period. And it's double what they made in the same period in 2021. So the consumer always pays. Isn't it true? Um, that's always the way. And the Independent this morning and the Mail also lead on their front pages with uh, a warning. Get ready to tighten the belt even further, if that's even possible, because the banks now will continue, because of the interest rate increases, to pass on those increases by, by way of increased mortgages. So even by doing that, the banks will make another billion from the rate hikes and it's families again that will suffer in this one. So Irish banks said to make even more profits because the European Central Bank are cranking up their interest rates and those get passed on and make more profits for the bank. So get ready for that. I know it's it's a depressing start to be talking about issues like that. And uh, Michael Healy Ray believes that anything to do with increasing uh, fines for ver- and penalty points for various um, deme- misdemeanors uh, on our roads is nothing more than a money-making exercise. But from midnight last night, they did double safety on the road fines to double and I'll go through those fines in a few minutes time but motorists have been warned that there are 16 road offences now that are set to double from today and that's why the sun calls it drive-by looting drive-by looting things like speeding and not wearing a seatbelt or using the phone and texting even driving too close to the car in front of you all of those fines double so more on that in a few minutes time for sure um, if, I don't know whether you're interested or not but we've got another poll uh, out with regards to political parties and parties Party leaders, and that makes the front of the Irish Times today, where support for coalition parties and their leaders have rebounded, interestingly enough. Like Fianna Gael are up 4%, Fianna Fáil are up 1%, uh, Sinn Féin are down 1%, but Sinn Féin are still way ahead. Now, uh, they, don't, they don't get into government on their own, because what could happen there is Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and, and the Greens um, probably would all come together and get some more independence. But you don't know, depending on how many candidates Sinn Féin would run in a general election, but they're still ahead with 35% support and indeed party satisfaction. Interestingly, Leo Varadkar is up 8%, just 1% now behind Mary Lou Macdonald. He's at 44 
uh, Mee Hall Martin and Mary Lou McDonald are tying at 45% each. So that's kind of interesting, isn't it? You can see why they say rebounding. Not just the parties, but the party leaders as well. Uh, Michael McGraw was having a walk about the city yesterday with some staff from his department, apparently, uh, looking at different areas of the city. And one of them happened to be the site for the event centre. Uh, Owen English is on it in the examiner this morning. Uh, we're in for that now for 57 million euro. That's the amount of state funding, 57 million. Uh, and Michael McGrath kind of said... In a, in a very kind of a mannerly way, it's all about delivery now, which is kind of words, you know, code for saying people just need to get on with it. Let's just get it done. That's a front page of making the front of this morning's examiner. There are a lot of other cases involving, uh, you know, criminality on Lee side, And there's a court report in this morning's echo of a woman uh, who fraudulently claimed €35,700 in emergency social welfare payments for accommodation in spite of having been given a place to live in Donneril. So that's a serious amount of welfare fraud, 35700 Interestingly, she's a, a mother of three, Justinia Josiwak, uh, she pleaded guilty uh, and she's been remanded in custody until next month to allow a judge time to consider her sentence. Judge taking it quite seriously. And then uh, the front page of the Echo warns people that if you have a Japanese import car, you need to invest in steering locks or other kind of anti-theft devices. I didn't know that a lot of the Japanese imports don't have a steering lock. Um, And I don't know what the story is with general immobilizers for Japanese cars, but it's the story of a a student whose silver Toyota Vitz uh, was stolen and she was able to track it uh, by virtue of her phone, but it was eventually found uh, having been stolen. It was eventually found burnt out. So it's a warning for people with uh, Japanese imports. Papers also this morning go into an awful lot of detail with regards to scrambling for, for accommodation for Ukrainians, and we've been dealing with that Ukrainian refugee story over the past couple of days. Irish Times has it on its front page. The examiner says there's going to, you know, the amount of refugees staying in hotels now will really hit tourism, um, particularly Dublin, Cork and Kerry, because hotels now are providing 11,500 beds for U- Ukrainians, according to the latest figures that are out now. Um, and the idea is to try and find alternative... Well, I mean, I don't know whether there'll be alternative, whether they'll ever stop using hotels, but we all know of the serious uh, shortage of accommodation for those coming into the country, particularly if you've been listening to this programme over the last couple of days. Yet another violent death up the country, the front of the sun and the front of the mirror talk of a fortune teller's violent death. Apparently he was a, a psychic and he suffered a very violent end and the papers deal with that on their front page this morning. There are some light-hearted stories. Um, God knows we could do with them. But you might want to know that if you use emojis, there is now an emoji etiquette expert to help tell you what kind of an emoji you should be using and what kind of a symbol you should not be using. Like apparently a thumbs-up emoji is deemed to be passive-aggressive to the younger generation. They see the thumbs-up as being aggressive. God, I don't know why. Because for years, thumbs up was nothing but good. Everything's great, super duper, love it, well done, I'll be there, see you then, nice one, whatever you want to say. But why in the name of God would now young people regard that as being passive aggressive, my younger friend? Ah, It's just like, it's a bit like, yeah, great, thanks. Do you know what I mean? It's like like when, you you, you know... You're not convincing me. No, I just, it's like, if it's one thing if you're like, great, thanks very much, and then a thumbs up emoji at the end. But if you just send the thumbs up, it's like... You know, it's a bit like, all right, pal. Like, great. yeah, but you're not Appreciate explaining that. to me why it's passive aggressive. Because it's 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 is it, it comes across as com- condescending as opposed to positive because it's just on its own. So it's like that would be thumbs down. No, thumbs down is like 
that's no or that's not good the, thumbs up on its own is a bit like you guys uh, yeah mm. like whatever do you know what I mean don't be wasting my time kind of thing like whereas you know like a smiley face or a I don't know I, 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 I like I'm of the generation where I'm too old, too old now for Snapchat and TikTok and I'm kind of you know like we were the Bebo generation we brought in are this you whole not, social are you media not, like. um, are you not uh, Gen Z no I, uh, what's a Gen Z that's the ones <laughs> the ones who think it's passive aggressive oh, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe up. I am maybe I am I have to look at what I exactly I think Gen Z's are the newest one aren't they I, I don't know I'm, there's wait now I can't is, even remember what I am mid to late 90s no I'm I'm before that so what's before I'm I'm a millennial I'd be known as a millennial that would be my uh, I'm a generation Y apparently yeah. here. thumbs up no it's not a good one red love hearts not a good one what no I'm just telling you oh, um, do, do people actually send an emoji of poo I would never send an emoji of Of course you shouldn't. It's disgusting. It's but apparently pointless. people do. Okay. A loudly crying face. Oh, I get this <laughs> one. The monkey one. eye cover. But <laughs> I love I love hearing the descriptions of emojis. Yeah, well, well that's Loud, the only way like, I can describe loudly it. Loudly you know. crying face. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes no sense. Yeah, the monkey one I use all the time. All the What's time. What's it mean? It's kinda like, oh Jesus. Like, oh no no. Do you know, it's like oh, you know, I I, I bird Crapped in my head. Oh, monkey cover eye emoji. Oh, what a disaster. See, you learn something new every day, guys. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. (laughs) Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 104 106 Red FM. Let me just stay with emojis for a little while. Just one or two uh, calls, and it's certainly one. Annette, good morning. Hi, Neil. Uh, um, I, I have never used an emoji. I never will. I will hold out forever. I'm a rebel in that regard. Uh, so they, they don't make a whole lot of sense to me anyway. But this passive, I passive love send, aggressive... I love sending the emojis. Okay. And do you get into trouble by using the wrong ones? I don't, really, because I never really use the wrong ones. It's only with my daughter. Oh, my God. I was laughing at you when you were saying it about the thumbs up. My daughter is 26. And if I send her a thumbs up, she loses the plot altogether. (laughs) She takes it so personally, as if I'm being completely odd, or what's wrong with you, or why did you cut me off, or or that's grand, ma'am, whatever, you know. But I have a 17-year-old son then as well, and all he wants is a thumbs up. Never takes it personally, so I have to really think about who I'm replying to, because my life is not worth living if I send her a thumbs up. Like, like for instance... Just the difference between the two ages there, no 17 and 26 and one your life is in your hands if you send a thumbs up because she says you're what <laughs> does she say it's an aggressive thing like for instance here, here's yeah, an example if I was supposed to meet you at 6 o'clock right um, and we're texting each other to meet and in, in the text thread I said to you are you still on for 6 o'clock you text me back with yes. the thumbs up right oh yeah oh, what, what's yeah. wrong with that I, I, I uh, she wouldn't text me back then and say what's wrong she'll say when I meet her she'll say what did you send me a thumbs up for? Or, or what's wrong with you? Or are you odd? Or did I do something to you? <laughs> I, oh my God! They just don't like, understand never... what it means. Thumbs up means excellent, good, everything's fine. Do you yeah. know what, no, Neil? I actually think it's 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 down to their personalities as well because my son is so easygoing and you could just send him a thumbs up and it's not a bother. It, it's how they react or interact themselves, I think, is how they accept an emoji. Whereas I'm very easygoing myself, so a thumbs up to me all day long, I'll take it, you know? But, oh, my God. Bendy, Jesus, there's an equivalent. Woman. There's, a, there's, a, there's an equivalent now to Wikipedia, you know. It's called Emojipedia. 
um, where, where you can go in and you can you can actually research all of the hidden meanings of different emojis um, and translate them into what they mean. If you want to get that. down with the kids, what? I don't know. Would we want to be getting into the real meaning of the emojis at all, or everybody will be getting offended? <laughs> but what you'll find is that emojis will replace letters, and we won't have any kind of word sentences anymore. We'll have sentences of emojis. I know, Neil, but some people want essays when you're replying to a message. They want they want a, 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 a biography back. <laughs> some people just some people just don't take a one word answer or something. You know, like we're all busy, we're all on the move. You know, just give a and, thumbs up, like and instead just of having to give a, bio, a, a biography to somebody, like. <laughs> uh, just one final thing: they also get very upset if you ring them on the phone, don't they? They only want you to text well, them. Well, Neil, I can't give up about that now myself because all the people that know me know not to ring me because I'm just not a talker on the phone. I'm a talker on the radio, but I'm not a talker on the phone. <laughs> I love it. All right, I'll let you get on. Cheers. All it. right, Neil. Go take on, care, bye. Take care. Okay. The dangerous dark world of emojis. Text 0868104106. Uh, as you go about your business today, go with caution because fines have doubled from today. That's why the sun calls it drive-by looting. So speeding is up. Actually, I can give you an example of the ones that went up um, in the past uh, 12 hours since midnight last night. A learner permit holder driving a vehicle unaccompanied by a qualified person. That now will cost you €160 Euro if you're stopped by the Copperoonies. If you don't pay it within, uh, say, 28 days, it goes up to uh, 240 and keeps on rising. Um, excess speeding, exceeding the speed limit, that now will cost you €160. Euro. I just off the top of my head also you also get penalty points uh, bear in mind for, for speeding and what have you failure to stop a vehicle for a school warden sign 160 driving through the lollipop sign um, driving at excess speed where the driver can't stop you know the one in front of you driving too close 160 euro um, failing to put up a, an L plate um, if you're a learner driver 120 um, interestingly um, exceeding the speed limit 160 euro but talking on a mobile phone 120 you would think that the mobile phone would be up there at 160 as well. But that's 120 from today. Not wearing a safety belt, 120. And the list goes on and on. Uh, but they're all gone up from midnight. And an awful lot of them still attract penalty points as well. But there's 16 of them in total. There is nothing going to convince uh, Michael Healy Ray that this is nothing more uh, than revenue uh, for the state. Something is not right. We can try and legislate for everything. But the facts are it's not working. Why are we not looking at the bigger picture? Why are we not looking at the other causes of deaths on our roads and putting further fines or penalties on people? It has proven that it is not working. It is a revenue-creating exercise that is bringing money into the government. And there's an extra few that we never had before, to the best of my knowledge. There is a new fine now, and it's €200 Euro for misuse of a disabled parking permit, Right. If you're caught using somebody else's permit, you know, people do it. 200 euro for misuse of a disabled parking permit. And there's an 80 euro fine now for illegally parking an electric, uh, a non-electric car in an electric charging bay. Um, there's also different bans then that involve HR, pardon me, fines involving uh, breaching a HGV ban, entries entering a specific public road without a valid permit to do so in a HGV. Um, but that's an interesting one, isn't it? 200 euro for a disabled parking permit breach and 80 euro for parking your car in an electric charging bay. I don't know of anyone um, talking about fining people for parking their cars in what used to be mother and baby spots. Now they're family spots, you know, you see them. 
Uh, or indeed, I don't know if there's any fine from people straddling two parking spaces, but maybe they'll get around to that as well. But staying with uh, motoring-related stories, let me get back to my phone lines here. James, good morning. Can you hear me all right, James? Yeah. Fair play to you. Now, I know you did you did a bit of research there, but what do you make of the profits of, of the likes of Shell? Nearly 9.5 billion profits for the last three months alone. And that's well up on this time last year. Uh, it's grotesque, isn't it? The profits they're making and the charges and the prices they charge. Well, do you know what? Now it's path of course. It's for me. It's it's they just want to cripple us. That that that's my honest opinion. But the reason why I rang in, really, to be honest with you, right, was that um, I like. Sorry, no, I'm not very articulate. You're doing fine, pal. And just while you're warming up there, I got an email on the price of oil and petrol. Um, and the price of Brent crude oil is down. But yet we're still paying huge prices for petrol and oh, diesel. we are. Yeah? We are. But do you know, they, like, okay, I, I'll start off. I went to a petrol station and I was filling up the, the, the car with diesel. Yeah. And I put the nozzle in and I pulled the nozzle and I was like, Jesus, is there anything coming through this at all? So I pulled the nozzle out and it was at 50 cents or 60 cents and I pulled the trigger so I could see what was coming out and nothing came out till it hit a euro, right? What? You're yeah. sure nothing at all? Nothing came out. So that was fine. I put in a tenner's worth, went in, bought it, got a receipt and went and asked to speak to the manager. Told him my story and he just laughed at me and then I said, okay, I'm going to report it to the weights and measures. Then he got really belligerent. So we packed his company and I reported it. And two weeks later, I got an email back saying everything was honky-dory. Did they check? They said they checked it. Checked the pump? They, they, that pump. And they said everything was honky-dory. But so you I got air for the first, you got free air. Well, you got air yeah. that cost you a euro for but the it, first. But, but it gets better. So I said, maybe I'm being a little bit of a, a Muppet. So I went off and I bought a five-litre tank, petrol tank. Right. One of the and little plastic two, jobs? Yeah, and it has a nice little marker on there that says where the five litre line is. Okay. And about, so I stopped using that particular petrol station basically because of the manner in which I was spoken to. So I went to another petrol station and up to that line, it became 5.3 litres. And I was like, Jesus, how can they get 5.3 litres on the clock? and only get to the five-litre mark. Right, so your five-litre mark was where the, you stopped filling the, the little tank, yeah. the little plastic tank. and it tank. registered 5.3 litres on, on, the, on the pump. So I said, oh, man, that, that, that's a new one on me. So I said, absolutely nothing, and then I went back to the original station, and I got 5.8 litres to the mark. And that's the one where you got the air for the first euro. That's correct. Your your container was filled to the five litre mark, but on the pump it said 5.8. Yeah. That's nuts. So then I said, no, there must be something wrong with the mark. So I went to another garage and I was like, kind of, geez, like, what am I, you know, am I really going off my trolley? So I went to another garage and hit the mark, bang on, five litres, on the clock, five litres. And I said, okay, that's handy. At least now we know that, you know, that the it tank is. and the, the, it is yeah, five litres. Yeah. Went to another garage and again hit five litres on the Boring Manor Road, dead on, five litres on the clock, five litres on the thing. I think this is great. Right. So I went to another few garages and I kid you not, over a third of them are above 
when you hit the five litre mark, right, you get, um, you can get anywhere between 5.1 and 5.8 litres. On the actual litres. petrol station's pump. Yeah. It's always higher though. It's never, they were never lower, were they? No, never, ever, ever lower. So, no, and so to me, like, and I was there kind of going, so, like, if you take a pump that you are paying, that you get five, that you're getting, you're, you're supposed to get five litres, but they said you got 5.3, yeah, right? Yeah. You put 25 euros in, because we always rounded up to 25 euros for easy money handling and so on and so forth. You're only actually getting 22 euros worth of juice. So you're losing three euros worth of juice. And if you if you multiply that by every single person using those petrol pumps every yeah. single day, that adds yeah. up to an awful lot of free money for petrol that hasn't been given out, or diesel for that matter. Yeah, well, you see, I only need to buy diesel. But I you see, the thing about it is that, and then this is the curious thing, so I went back to another garage, and so one of the garages that actually gave me the, 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 the 5.28 one, I remember it was this one. So I went to a different pump, and that pump gave me the uh, five litre on the on, on, on the line. So it's not every pump in the garage that's actually diddling. But how does it work? Do we know? I mean, who checks the pumps independently? Is it is it weights there's, and measures? A, or? It's weights and measures. But you see, what they do is that they only do a spot check of one pump. They don't do a spot check of all the pumps because you've got garages there, like a large garage might have anywhere between 18 and 24 pumps. Yeah. So they're not going to check all of those. They're only going to check one or two. Max. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but isn't it, isn't it peculiar see, that none of them give you extra petrol? They all give you Oh, gosh, yeah. But, but you know what the amazing thing about it is that if you go to the garage, right, this is, this, this, this is what I found really fascinating, that you can actually find that not all the pumps will give you the same amount of juice. Yeah, it seems like it, it seems like a bit of a lottery, litres, doesn't it? You you get it five liters on one, exactly, and you will get five liters in your tank, and then you might get five point two off another pump, and five point three off another pump, and five liters again off a, off a third and fourth pump. Okay, so just to recap, in one case, you filled your little plastic container to the five liter mark, but you were yeah. charged for five point eight liters at the pump. Five point eight liters. Yeah, that's that's and, that's pretty scary. And there's no point in going in and saying it to them. Because they'll just, they'll kind of, they, they, you'll be, ah, that, they, no, no, the tank is wrong. Our pumps have got too much. The reason why... The, Your container can't be wrong, like, the line is the line. But, yeah, but what they said to me was that there's two gauges in a pump, right? One lower down and one higher up. And they measured the amount of fuel that's going through as a double check. But, but I was like, I was told then, right? But they can adjust these measures so that less fuel goes through, but the, the volume still goes up. This is why you've got weights and measures going around checking. So you mean because petrol they, stations they, they, can adjust the they, flow? Petrol stations can adjust the flow. God almighty. So, and I was like, so how, many, how many garages all told? Did you think, would you have checked? Uh, I think I've done about 11. So I stick with the ones now that are basically that, that, that hit the five litre on the line. But I still carry my five litre drum with me. And I put the five litres in and if it gets the five litres, then I fill up my tank. No, that's very worrying because, uh, you know, it's, it's expensive enough as it is. I think the AA are saying that the average price of petrol across the country now is, it remains around 184 a litre and diesel is about 202 a litre. 
and that's four yeah. percent more expensive than it was last month. You know, um, and it's yeah, like it's it's a lot more expensive. No Diesel is thirty percent more expensive now than it was this time last year, for instance. Yeah, but there's no but there's no necessity as well for the price of diesel and petrol to be so high. No, well, not when but not no, when you see the profits no, being made. No, it does not. You see, what the government should be doing, which they refuse to do, is to actually. What they should do is, is cap the price or create windfall tax on petrol stations. Okay, all right. Well, maybe that's what they should do. I texted here, Paddy says that uh, the AA are the people that you should be talking to. They actually go and check the pumps regularly, to see. Not so much the weights and measures. Uh, I think no they call weights it. and measures, I was referred to them. I know, but um, apparently the AA would be very interested in hearing from you as well. Uh, hold on there, because you did some good research there, and it was always being overcharged, not undercharged. Pat? Yeah. How are you? Okay. <laughs> what something similar happened to you? Yeah, I, I pulled into a, a main depot in in a fuel dis- distribution yard in in Kilmallock one morning, and they were just after opening, and I went to fill my van, and it took seven seven twenty nine seven euros twenty nine came up in the pump, and it stopped. And I said, "Christ, this can't be right anyway." So I went into the girl in the office and I said, excuse me, I said, I think your pump is out of diesel. I said, it's 7.29, it's after stopping it. Oh no, she said, that's because I just turned it on, don't worry about it. I said, fine. No one, absolutely no one with me. No one near the pump, no one near, near the nozzle. The nozzle was still stuck into the van. Came back out and I looked at the pump, the pump was at 8.60. Went back in and I said it to her and she said, oh, that happens sometimes. Weird, isn't it? It's kind of all over the place. But, what was like just water off the dock. That that happens sometimes. I still have to pay my sixty quid when I when, when I put in film. Okay, back. okay. So it's I, kind I, of I alarming to to hear this morning that you mightn't always be getting what you're paying for. You could be yeah. getting less. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Bec- and the, and but I mean, these it, things it, should measure like, exactly. Yeah, but what what that said there a while ago was was like um, that the government should be doing this. The government should. The government won't do anything. It's it's the big elephant in the room here are the people that are paying for us. Get out from the streets and block the streets. Block it up. When, when you hear of the likes of Shell and Exxon and yeah. all of the all of these energy companies making grotesque profits, that's we, mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the crude oil gone down. Yes. I, and I, I have another one for you, Neil. I have another one. It's down uh, to ninety-two dollars a barrel, and probably even uh, lower uh, since uh, I got this email. A distribution depot near me here. It is actually dearer for you to buy the diesel in that distribution yard, the wholesale yard, right, than what it is for them to carry it in a truck, paying a driver 10 miles away. It's cheaper 10 miles it's away. It's dearer in their yard yeah. than what it is yeah. in, their, in, their, in their service station. Okay, all right. Okay, thanks for that. How, how, how does that work, Clive? Let me get another call on this. Finbar, good morning. Finbar, thanks for holding. You want to pick up on the profits, is it? Okay, well, Finbar's not... You there, Finbar? Yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the thing with that, like people forget, you have to find the oil first. And when you find it then, you have to put the rigs in place. And you have to put, you have to put roads out to the rigs. And uh, you have to bring pipelines to get it to the refineries. You're, it, you know, oh, in, def- in defense of Shell or in defense of Exxon or in defense of Total I, I Energy for, and these people, I, Chevron. I worked for the two... I, I worked for two of the ones that you highlighted there yeah. now. And... It's not straightforward, you know. You've got hundreds of guys out in the out in the desert, you know, building pipelines and trying to get the uh, 
sorry, to get the product. To yeah, but this is this is pure rate. profit. Like you know, this is actual profit. Nine point four billion for a three month period of profit. Yeah, but like you know, we say like for a rig, we say to, like to, to move a rig will cost you a million a million dollars. To move a rig, you might be only moving it two or three kilometers. I understand that, to, but that would all be yeah. part of your turnover. But when you take the turnover out of it, they're still left with, um, oh, yeah. you know, no, anywhere between 30 and 50 billion profit a year. Yeah, but they take all the risks. They take all the risks and they're out, they're, you know, they're out in remote locations. Some places are dangerous as well. Yeah, but it's, so. it, do, it does smack to me that it's very much controlled by those providers. Yes, they have to get it out of the ground or out of the sea. I, I appreciate yeah. that. But if all of them are making huge profits then it looks to me as if it's being managed so that the punter will always have to pay way more than they should. It's probably like any other business. They manage manage it, you know, and uh, they want to make sure what the profit is for their shareholders, you know. But it's not true to be saying then that it has anything to do with the war in Ukraine or Putin turning off pipelines because their profits are massive. It has absolutely nothing to do with Ukraine. I mean, the last one that I was on was down in Oman and that was like six hours into the desert. Um, and then you have to get it from there out to the nearest uh, refinery. Yeah, no, I understand. It, it, yeah. yeah, but it's the profit yeah. at the end of the day. After all of that, that's profiteering off yeah, the punter who's got the car or the diesel or the I petrol. Know. But tell me, would you point. would you work then for a few weeks on and then a few weeks off? Is it? We we, we were down in a job in Oman and we worked in um, one time. We were doing four and four. Then it might go up to five and three. Um, but. That was this, but the thing is, then they look after you. I mean, everything is all business class all the way. I mean, they look after you big time. You fly business uh, class, is it? Oh yeah, everything is business. Isn't everything, that amazing? They, yeah. yeah, same in the hotel. When you go to the when you go to the to the airports, they don't allow you. Open the, they don't allow you to stay out in the um, out in the open area in the in the, uh, in the airports. They want you to stay in the uh, in the lounges. In, Why? In the expensive lounges for safety. It's part of their safety program. Right. Well, what do they fear but, could happen? It could be anything, you know, it could be, could be anybody. A bomb could go off or whatever, you know, and hijacked in a taxi or whatever. And and the money would know. be, the money would be pretty massive too in the likes of Oman and Qatar oh, yeah. and places yeah, like that. Yeah, of course, it is, yeah, it has to be, you, you won't get people if you don't pay the money. Is it hard work? It's, 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 it is like you're working, I mean, for example, you could be, you could be working, we say, 10 hours a day and then all of a sudden you have to write a report and it would have to go back to London and you would have to have it, you'd have to have it ready like for the next morning at nine o'clock. So you earn what you're paid in spite of the fact oh, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I guess yeah. you can spend it there. So it's a great opportunity to save, no. isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. It is. And people do. And people, you know, they do well out of it. You know, there's yeah. no complaints. Yeah, yeah. But Exxon are the same. Every one of them, they're all, they're all the same. They're all the same, you know. Oh, I know. Anyway, but, I, have, I, have but, to, I have to go. I have to go. I got you. Appreciate what? it. Thanks for that. Nice, nice story. Thanks, Finbar. Good stuff. Well done. That's good work. Um, appreciate the... The efforts you went to the different pumps, James. Do stay in touch if you continue to do more, all right? Yeah, it's, uh, but you know what the gas thing about it is that everyone believes that this alternative energy is, um, is, is, is run by um, alternative comp- companies, but they're not. It, they're all run by petroleum companies. Yeah, because they have to, well, they, yeah, because they need to move away from fossil fuels, so they want to get in ahead of the game. They're, they're 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 not fossil fuel companies. They're energy companies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like for yeah. them, they are just making. They're diversifying and they're inc- and they're doing inclusions of both markets. 
you know what I mean? But the alternative energy is a lot more profitable for them than the diesel and the petrol and so on and so forth. Yeah, because by 2030, it'll be a totally different landscape. Anyway, listen, thanks for the five litre can check. That's alarming. Appreciate that. I don't know if anybody else wants to jump in on that. Text 0868104106 that you may not always be getting what you're paying for. You could be getting less. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818104106. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, somebody wondering whether or not I'll be talking about the um, uh, issue down in Douglas on, would, would have been Wednesday night, wouldn't it? On, no, Tuesday night. Um, a terrible, terrible incident of road rage and somebody suggesting, why aren't you talking about that? If it, would have, if it happened on the north side, you certainly would be. I think that's very unfair. Um, I, I will talk about anything in any suburb and I have absolutely no issue having been reared myself on the north side of Cork. Would I have a problem with that? Uh, but anyway, yeah, I will be talking about it a little bit more. The video footage has been shared now on our uh, Twitter page um, and uh, you can go and take a look at it for yourself. Happened on Wednesday evening apparently. Uh, from what I can understand of it, you had cars stopped at uh, traffic lights in Douglas Village and that's a kind of a, it's a hairy area actually to drive through because there's lots of different lanes and people get confused and you know, people end up blocking the, the, the yellow box and stuff like that. But you have two cars and what seems to have happened is that Firstly, um, some guy uh, got out of his car and went back to the guy before him and must have shouted something at him um, and walked back to his own car. As he did so, the guy who he walked back to jumped out of his car, ran up, um, and the driver in the car ahead, who originally went down to him, hadn't had time to close the door. Uh, So your man who ran up to him uh, had an open door and was able to uh, almost climb into the car himself and start beating the head. I mean, absolutely lashing into and lacing into the guy um, in the car in front of him. It's an example of shocking road rage. Um, I don't know what, what's happening in the world that we live in that people react like that. I mean, he gave him an awful beating and then eventually just walked back to his car and got back into it. Now, somebody captured that video and sent it to me, but it just goes to show how, you know, how angry people are. And this this isn't just kind of angry people who get angry in cars he's just angry people that you would react like that now that course is an offense and if the guardy were to have a look at that then you know they certainly would be interested in following up on it because it is now i mean obviously the guy who went back to him first probably shouldn't have gone back to him um, and given him a bit of grief and then going back to his own car in traffic like they'd stopped all of the traffic because of this uh, but that is no excuse for the other to come up and to literally almost climb into the driver's seat next to him and start beating the head off him. It's as bad as I've ever seen. And if it hadn't been captured and sent to me on video, I wouldn't have believed it could have been that bad. Anyway, go and check it out for yourself. And, uh, you know, you might have stories to share, incidentally, of the crazy road rage instance that you see and the way people behave. But this is a criminal offence. This is thuggery of that, you can be sure. A uh, quick call this side at 10 o'clock. Susan, good morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, okay. So we're talking about um, things going from bad to worse in the city. What did you want to pick up on? Did you see it that? Did you see the video I posted, actually, the Douglas video? I did. I saw that last night, yeah. Okay, what do you think it's, of it? Well, I live in Douglas, and I'm around the area all the time walking the dogs, and it's really calm, it's really nice. But, I mean, people lose their temper about that jun- around those junctions all the time. But for the two lads, well, especially the second lad, the younger fella, going ballistic. He went completely I mean, ballistic. It was, I mean, I kept thinking, if he had a knife, that was it, game over. Game over for the guy in the car. Yeah. And like, you know, knife crime is huge in the UK, sadly. You know, there's so many terrible deaths of kids, kids in school, you know, they're all carrying them on, sadly, not all, but just for their own safety. I know it. That's why they're carrying them, you know, not because they're horrible 
feckers, some of them, but because for their safety. Well, and now what, whatever they are, whatever their background is, they shouldn't be carrying knives. And this guy shouldn't oh, be no. behaved. But is it like to do something like that? Would you need to be on something or out of your head or pumped up on no, steroids or ecstasy or coke or something? Nah, I think you're just seriously cocky and I think that is a lot of people today. They have no sense of fear. There is no fear of anybody giving out to them. So feck it, I'm doing it. And then their anger takes over and they're just severely cocky. I mean, and what I didn't like was people in the poster saying, oh yeah, nobody stepped in to help. Now, yes, in certain circumstances, I agree with things like that, but in those circumstances, nobody knows that young fellow was armed. If he had a knife. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, would you step in because you could get seriously hurt yourself. You could get seriously hurt. I mean, would you recommend a, would you recommend a friend or a son, like of a 28-year-old son, would I be recommending to him, for instance, to, you know, no, go over and break up a fight? I, I, no. I don't think I would. Like, I would be recommending if somebody was in their car, like the person who ever videoed, I would be recommending, obviously, to be shouting across, oi, oi, the guards are coming, something to try and break it up in a kind of a, a way of keeping it safe. But there's distance. so much, there's so much fighting now. We see it on the streets. Oh. All I mean, I think you were in the city, you see it escalating oh, from bad yeah. to worse. I was, I was at the same video the day before of the lads smashing in the car window. Uh, that poor man's uh, car. That, who was, uh, that's on the South yeah. Main Street outside Sless yeah. Carpets. He's and I had been in town that day uh, around that time, but I was on Patrick Street area, you know, and I was kind of going, my God, I could have just walked past that and seen that. But, you know, so the following day I had to go back into town, uh, pick up a couple of things. So I was only in for 20 minutes, came down, I was getting the number six bus, so I had to come down the side of Penny's and then the next little avenue that's at the side of Escape Spa there at the side of the Imperial. Yeah, you're trying to and make your way down the lane to the Mall. Down yeah. to the South Mall, yeah. 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 So I was just coming down and there's a car park on the right-hand side there um, for the, the lots of, uh, for the, the workers to use. Um, and it's happened numerous occasions because I used to work in the city and every time I went down the street to get the 206, I'd see people having sex there, be three o'clock in the afternoon, having sex up against the wall or going to the loo, things like that. But I came down on Friday afternoon at about three o'clock and there was two lads, but I had my head down because it was raining yeah. and I had shopping. Yeah. And I had my head down. And next thing, I, two lads are screaming and roaring at me about the size of their anatomy. Oh, there, yeah, I know what you mean by that, yeah. 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 So I looked up going, what the heck? And the two of them had their pants down. And one was after going for a poo. The other fella, I think, was just finishing off going for a pee. And the reason I knew your man was after going for a poo was because the residue of it was on the street. Oh, for God's sake. And I went, Jesus Christ. And that street is very narrow. It's not like you have a big distance to get away fast. But it's so narrow. And I thought, right, if I back up, I miss the bus. (laughs) But keep going, keep going. So I started thundering through, head head back down. Your man's still screaming and roaring at me, thinking he's hilarious. Come over and see it. It's tiny. And the other fella then is trying to defend himself. It's not boy. Oh, this, I'm going, God, you have to Jesus put up that kind of rubbish. But they weren't even kids. They were about 40, the two of them. Maybe 35 to 40. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, all right, on something or drunk yeah, or whatnot. Cl- clearly not in their sober senses anyway. No, yeah. no, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but it was just the fact that I, we've all seen, we've all seen people go for a pee in the streets after nightclubs years back and whatever, um, when they get caught out, it's not right. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? But you're in the daytime. But I know. then I just thought, in the daytime, to go to the loo in the sense that they were going to the loo, I was going, are they off there? You know, literally, 
disgusting people. They, disgusting. Yeah, I'm not defending what they did, and it was shocking, and it was very. It's unfortunate that, that people have to witness this kind of carry on. Mm. But the, and, and this is not, you know, defending what happened and what you had to see. But if you're homeless, you have nowhere to go to the loo because nobody yeah. will let you in. We don't have yeah. a public toilet that they could use. No, and even if there was one, I'd say they'd be kicked out of it because they're pissed or drunk or yeah, whatever it is. So, I, I mean, know, you know, know. It's, they're, they're fighting a cause there gotcha. that's yeah, really yeah, hard yeah, yeah. for these people. And okay. I do get that. Yeah. You know, Thanks so, for sharing, yeah. Susan. Appreciate no it. Over time, back after 10, text 0868 104 106. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie. And you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on The Big Red Bench. That's The Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Red FM's Shocktober. With Wilton Shopping Centre. What a morning they had on breakfast because uh, the witching hour has already happened today. It was between 8 and 9 a.m. on Red Breakfast and there was a massive 1,500 euro in the cauldron of cash. The clue, well, let me just remind you of it. Overlooked by lovers, a shiny cauldron of endeavour, a wall of navigation, a place where bread bakes and salmon jump to where skywalkers now spy the ocean bound go by. Now, the wall of navigation pointed to the marina because that was originally a navigation wall. There's three bakeries down around Black Rock and the pier area and of course it was also once very famous for salmon fishing. In fact there were many many fishermen living in cottages and fished on the lee out of Black Rock many years ago. So Black Rock was where the witch was this morning. Now Kelvin from Mahan didn't have far to go. He headed down with his sister to go on the hunt. Oh, it's me, Kelvin. How are you going, lad? All right, Kelvin, why? What's happening? Did you catch her? I got her, why? The magic has yeah. happened because you're 1,500 you euros richer, my man. Get up them steps, you good thing, man. Come on, come on, come on. Get out the back of my girlfriend and my mother's song, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Kelvin. And my sister in law, Robin. Yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Go on, I said. Yes, I'll meet you down in the pear head in a minute. Get him to open up, boy. Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah! Go I love whatever he's having. <laughs> well done, Kelvin. Should hear anyone so excited? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fine wad of cash, though. So no wonder he's excited. Fifteen hundred euro, Kelvin. Uh, now he drove all the way down uh, to Skibbereen from Mahan earlier in the week to try and find the witch down there, but just missed out. So he had a win though in Blackrock, and it's all the sweeter that he was local when the witch was visiting Blackrock. So if you didn't find the witch today, there's a final chance to win your share of ten thousand euro tomorrow and you'll get the witching hour tomorrow morning at 8.15 with Kira, Laura and Rob. They'll announce the Friday witching hour. So it's Red FM Shocktober with Wilton Shopping Centre, the most spectacular place to shop this Halloween. Fair play to you Kelvin. That was ace. The Neil Prenderville Show. Gold winner for Interactive Speech Program at the Imro Radio Awards 2022. Courts Red FM. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Seems to be bizarre to me what's happening at petrol station, petrol pumps. Not all of them. I don't want to be casting uh, aspersions on every single one. Apple Green down in West Cork. The pump read €1.12 before the pump actually started to allow any diesel come out at all. 
one euro twelve. What's going on? These things need to be correct. If you don't believe me with regards to the assault in traffic in Douglas and how bad it was, just go and check out my Twitter page this morning. You'll see the video footage there. Um, one or two text on this. I saw the Douglas road rage incident online. Absolutely shocking. Was the victim okay? Surely that'll be investigated and will end up in a court appearance. I don't know. Uh, the guy in front, looking at the video, somebody was looking at the video, says the guy in front got out of his car first. He slammed his door behind him first. Now, if someone gets out of the car and goes back, then he's just looking for trouble. Simple as. What is the guy going to do? Sit back and leave the guy slam his car and do nothing? Um, No, I mean, people do give each other grief and they do shout and they do give two fingers and things like that. I think sometimes the odd time somebody might get out and go up to the window of somebody else's car and shout at them in the window. It stops there. It shouldn't happen, but it stops there. But this is assault. This is where he climbed in. Go and see the video yourself. Never mind what I think, but I'd like to know what you think of it. Somebody else wondering that this man who got punched in his car so badly should be assessed in the A&D because he could have a bleed on the brain. So keep those texts coming. But what's going on in the world that people react to each other like that? That is not normal behavior. It, far from it. And um, Back to the phone lines we go. Michael, good morning. How are you going? Are you well? I'm good. Now, I'll talk about your own story in a moment, but did you see the video? I saw the video, yeah. That's why I contacted you. Okay. What do you think of it? Oh, absolutely appalling. Yeah. I was shocked. I, well, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked because it happened to myself. Okay. What happened? Uh, Neil, sorry. Uh, I, I, was, I was awfully wronged, I was. I was wronged. I was driving out there near the Dunn stores in Bishopstown, and... Uh, there was a lad in a car. He was kind of coming out, left me. I was trying to pull out. Now, I wasn't pulling out too hard, you know. I was, I was well in my right to kind of pull out. And your man was beeping and that. And then he didn't hear. I just looked over and he got out of the car. Oh, jeez, he gave me, he gave me an off, an awful homosan now, an awful homosan. He he called me a big fat, and I I, I won't say okay. a word. I he came up. Did he come up to your word. car? He came up to my car, roaring, yeah. And then uh, I could hear him. Well, before I let down the window. So I came, I let down the window and he he came around to me and I was he 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 hit me a couple of flogs into the into the posts and I I was awfully put back by it. Your window was down, is it? I let the window. Sorry, I let the window down to talk to him and then he opened the door. And uh, and he punched yeah, you into the jaw through the open yeah, through the open window. Yeah, I got two or two or three. Like he he kind of left me with a two small marks. Uh, I didn't I I didn't have time to. To register a few a few boxes back in the rent like that. Yeah, he, no, you uh, wouldn't actually You'd be in shock. Yeah, you'd no, freeze. No, no, I, I, I wasn't expecting it. And did he did he say it? Was he shouting at you as well? He was shouting. I see. I, I, I can't. I can't. I know. I know. I can't. You know, so then he just turned around, walked or strutted back to his own car and drove off. Uh, he kind of let uh, an apologies out. Me, I'm getting a bit emotional here as I'm talking to you, but. Yeah, he, he jogged back to the car then and he, 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 as if nothing happened to him, I'd say it was just a regular occurrence for him another day at the office. Good Loving God. Young lad. Good God. I mean, it's far yeah. from normal. Like, what are these people on? Well, you see, Neil, I think it's getting, it's getting normalised in society. Do you know what I mean? So, insane, insane. You didn't get yourself checked out or anything. Are you okay? Uh, I didn't, no, I didn't. I was a bit put back now. I didn't. I was maybe frightened then that if I did go somewhere else. You could get his. Do you not get his reg and report it to the guardian? That's oh, assault. I I was too shocked. I know. I okay. I was shivering in the boots now. To be honest with you. Good God Almighty! What are people on like? Mm. It's far from Correct. normal. The world Correct. is going crazy. Oh, 
it's all the drugs. It's all drugs with them, Neil, I think, to the... Young lad, they're, they're driving around and they're souped up, up on drugs. Yeah, you know, a lot of them, are, yeah, I imagine they're, you know, um, he could be pumped up on something, I don't I, know, ecstasy, coke, maybe of, steroids. Young lad, yeah, they're, they're taking the cocaine and um, the, 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 the ketam, ketamine, yeah. and ketamine, is it? Yeah, that's it. They're, they're probably driving around after taking all this, all this stuff. Nice one, nice one. Far from a nice one. Thanks for sharing the story, Michael. Take care of yourself. Another incident in this area of rage. Um, the same thing happened at Neptune on Tuesday at 4.30 in the afternoon. I was coming home in a taxi and a guy in his 20s got out of the car, went up to the car in front. Inside in that car was a guy in his 60s and he gave him two good digs. He then got back into his own car and drove off when the lights turned green. Uh, so, like, what, how, how can you work? How can you rationalize someone doing something like that? Like, did 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 the guy cut in in front of him into his lane of traffic, or what was going on there? You know that somebody just sees so red, they get out of the car, walk up to the guy, even if there was a traffic infringement, and I'm not even suggesting that there was. There must have been some reason that he felt I got to go up to him and give him a couple of digs in the face and get back into his car and drive off when the lights turn. Agreeing. Um, I mean, that's assault. Actually, there is another interesting... Go check the video for yourself. It's the Douglas video from Tuesday evening. Two people were rescued from their car in Ohoval, down in Ohoval Cove this morning at four o'clock in the morning. Apparently, the Guardian and the Coast Guard were involved in that. And the Oysterhaven Coast Guard unit recovered the car from the water. Thankfully, the two people involved were safe and were taken to Kinsale Garda Station unharmed. And there was no injury and most importantly, no loss of life. Don't know how the car actually ended up in the water, but that's where it was. So the Guardian and the Coast Guard got involved in that one. Then, um, with regards to penalty points, are you serious? You have never heard of a €200 Euro fine for parking in a disabled parking space? That's been here a long, long time, but people are still disrespectful to it. With comments like, I'm just picking someone up, or... I'm just collecting someone. I'm just collecting something. I won't be a minute. I have a blue badge for my daughter in our van, Neil, and I will only use the space if she's in the car. Our van is her van, but unless she's in it, I have no right to use her blue badge or the wheelchair spaces. Another one here on disability parking. How long can you park in an invalid parking space for? Is there a limit or can you just park there? Somebody says for years says, Matty, I, I don't think there's a limit, is there? I, I don't know. I'm sure that someone will correct me as to whether there is a limit on the amount of time you can spend. Um, and on the emojis, and apparently it's passive-aggressive to give a thumbs-up emoji, you ask the question, Neil, why? Because we're living in a snowflake time where everyone takes offence to everything. Morning, I sent a text to someone lately to sympathise with them on the death of a relation of theirs. I got a thumbs-up back emoji. I thought it was so rude. I believe it says a lot about them, says Kay. Well, thank you for those texts. Keep them coming. Text 086-8104-106. Back to the phone lines. Edward, good morning. How's the morning, how are you? How bad do you see it on the, on the, on the roads to the fact Hor- that... Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. So much so that you keep a baseball bat, is it? I keep a baseball bat in the van. I had a group of lads about, about two months ago. Get out, of the, get out, get out of the car for me. You're not um, winding me up. You're not winding me up I'm here now. This not, is yeah. Okay. I, I'm telling you now, this, this is as true as I'm standing here. It was out in the cross group. A group of lads came out to me there at the crossroads. I, to be to be fair, it was my fault. I kind of pulled out when I shouldn't. Okay. Um, but I, but I put my hand up. I was like, oh yeah, sorry, whatever. Um, no, geez, they were trying to get into the van, they were kicking the van and everything, and I was just not. From that day forward, then I was going to have a, uh, a baseball bat in the van. But how how did that happen? Did they follow you or something, or were you stopped or what? 
I know I was after making the mistake, right? So I, 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 I basically I, I was after I was essentially about just about running red light, like. Um, but I didn't see it. You know the crossroads there, across. It happens. Yeah, was, it happens. Yeah, yeah. You know it was a mistake. I put the hand up, whatever. But just you swear that it was after you know right off the bloody car. You know they, I didn't hit anybody. There was no. There was not nothing happened or anything like that. Like. But the lads got out of the car and they were shouting and screaming and banging on the door of the van and all that kind of stuff. But even that, like three weeks, uh, three months, sorry, three months prior to that, I had a situation with another chap on the road that was not far off what happened with uh, with the with the, the incident there in Douglas. Now the only thing was is that I, like when he came up and he opened my car, I, had, I was at, at that point, I had my belt off and I got out. With to him because he was he was he was coming in. There was no way I was. Gonna he let, let he actually him. opened your driver's door to get open, at you. Opened the driver door to get at me, but I. I managed to get out and kind of push him back to get him away, right? So, because there was no way I was going to get cornered in the cab of my van, it's very tight, small van. Yeah, yeah. So I, wa- I wasn't going to allow myself to get cornered like that man did in the video on Douglas. Now, I had the handiest of blokes in the world, like, by any means at all, but, I mean, I'm not going to stand there and take a barrage of punches without giving as good as I guess, uh, or at least try. So you squared up to him, like, what was he saying? Oh, no, David, like, you know, we were kind of pushing you know, on each other way. There was some people kind of squaring up to each other under head to head, but they're using their heads to kind of push each other away. It nearly came to blows if it wasn't for the other people around the place, right? And that was out in the road, town road. Like, I mean, these, this is not like, like, like people are saying, oh, you know, if that was up in the north side, you'd be done about it. I've, I've, had more, I've had more incidents on the road than I have in the likes of Douglas Road, just town, town, across these places. Ever why why do you think that more of these are being reported? I know we're seeing more because of mobile phones capturing everything, but is it to do with, with traffic? Is it to do with roadworks? Are they are they drug driving? Are they just uh, why are they so angry? I mean, it's not drugs at all. I mean, it's not all drugs. Like, I mean, we all know cocaine is rampant at the moment. I mean, you can't go anywhere these days. I'm looking at old men in bars, sixty years of age, taking bumps of cocaine off yeah. the euro coins. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. rampant. No, that being said, people are angry me. But I think COVID changed changed people's mentality people are frustrated and angry and like, people are very quick to play off the handle yeah to maybe you know shout I mean? or give someone the two fingers or roar or scream yeah, at them or, you know what I mean? in the safety of your you own I mean? car that's, but that's to get exactly out and go up I mean? and to open somebody's door and try and Common beat the muck. face off them so but if, muck. Yeah, but if you use that baseball bat you're going to be in big trouble that's grand but I mean like, alright look that's fair enough and I, and I, and I appreciate that sorry, but I mean does the, the, I, think that, I think with the way society is going the, the laws need looking at about self-defence. I mean, if, if that man, right, had gotten out of the car and, and had that exact same situation and he'd done that anywhere in the States and, the, and the, the guy who was getting punched managed to get his hand on the handgun and put two bullets in his chest yeah. and that video resurfaced, he'd have walked away. He, he was viciously assaulted. Like, whereas if I pick up a bat, uh, if three fellas or two fellas come at me and I'm swinging that bat and I crack one of them in the face and I break his jaw with the bat, I'm going to jail. So the, the whole thing needs re, re- looking at. It's so you wouldn't view. I mean, I'm not a criminal solicitor or lawyer, but you wouldn't be able to prove that you had the bat because of self-defence and you used it because three guys were trying to hammer I, you. I, I, I straight out say that I had it in the van for self-defence because of incidents like that. I, I would tell that to a judge. And like, I mean, I have, I have children as well. Like, what if my like? That's all, I, that's all I keep thinking is that what if my kids were in my car when that happened? You know what I mean? What if, what if my son was in his house? Uh, traumatised? Yeah. I'll tell you, Neil, I, 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 wouldn't have, I wouldn't have let it lie. And I, we don't know, was there, was, did that man have children in the care? Was there other people in the care? When your man hopped out? But people like are texting man? saying he started it. He got out of his car, went back to your man, shouted a roar at him and then walked back to his car. Your man then was having none of it and he <laughs> ran up to your man's your, car. Your man, yeah, your man could have got out of the car and went up to his window and gave him the same crack back. That, that's what he could have done. But instead, he popped open the door and threw a barrage of punches in on top of the man. He nearly climbed in on top of him. 
It's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, how is that? Like, and if that man had picked up anything to defend himself in that situation, he'd have been in trouble as well. He'd have gotten done for it as well. Or what if that man actually managed to get out of the car and punch a man and he did he hurt your man seriously? And we'd say the guy who got attacked managed to get out of the car, defend himself, throw a punch, and he knocked your man clean out and gave him a brain injury. The, the man who was assaulted could, this could would have yeah. been in trouble. It, it could happen. The whole laws need re- yeah. re- at. And just finally, you also need to be very careful because if you have that baseball bat and they take it off you, or the I other hope, guy takes Yeah, look, I hope his presence will be enough and it'll never, it'll never have to come to right, right, anyway. But okay. I will, if, if, primarily, look, I, like, as I said, look, I'm not the handy fella in the world by any means at all. But if a fella comes out to me, I'm not, I'm not going to shy away and I'm not going to be allow myself to be bullied by some random on a bit of the road. We now, seem to, I know, we now seem to have an idea as to actually what happened in Douglas. Somebody texted us to say, yeah. I saw the incident. I was there when it happened. What happened was the car behind, right, mm. was blowing at your man in front to go into the yellow box and block the yellow box. The driver who got yeah. the beating, he refused to go into the yellow box and that's and that and and we know what happened then. Your man is blowing at him to move, move, go into the yellow box again. This is road rage because of traffic jams. Let's say, for instance, so your man refuses to drive into the yellow box, right? The other guy's blowing and blowing and blowing. So the guy who refuses to go into the yellow box gets out of his car and goes back to him and says something, something like, "I can't go into the yellow box. I can't block the yellow box. You know, what's your problem?" Um, yeah. yeah. Another person said, "I'd just like to say I saw the incident down in Douglas, and the fella in the first car then spat." into the young fella's face, then slammed the young fella's door. But you don't see any of that in the video. Yeah, that's a different story in a while. Yeah, well, we're just getting more info. He spat into his face. That's technically assault in in itself, do you know what I mean? Well, that's that's allegedly what happened. He spat into his face. Allegedly. But I mean, that changes the situation then. Like, I mean, if I get out and I spit into someone's face in traffic, I'm any man worth assault, I'd fully expect a couple of slaps. Oh, maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a judge nor jury, but this is apparently, this is what I'm told happened. All right, yeah. nice one, Edward. Take care, my yeah, man. Cheers. Yeah. Text 0868104106 on that one. Go see the video for yourself. It's, uh, it's I mean, to say it's OTT is an understatement. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. Just with regards to uh, an alarming call earlier on this morning with regards to petrol stations and uh, the actual measurement of the litres that you're paying for. You may have heard that earlier on. You mentioned three fuel companies, Shell, BP and Exxon. None of those firms are in Ireland. Look at the profits for Circle K or Maxol. They're the ones that are actually charging big money. Well, I wonder, do Circle K maybe and, and Maxol maybe get their petrol and their diesel ultimately from Shell or from BP or from Exxon. Uh, Weights and measures do not check unless they get multiple reports. If you suspect a fuel pump is not giving you the correct value, don't go to the metrology department, go to the AA. They actually check the pumps, says Paddy. Selection of more. You know, the point was that he, he eventually, one of our callers earlier on this morning, went to seven or eight different garages and he got himself, a, you know, one of the little plastic containers that you can put petrol in, say for, for the lawnmower or what have you. And he filled to the five litre mark. But on the pumps, it was saying 5.8 litres. Uh, but he only got, you know, that was that was the reason. Another one then said 5.3. Now, one or two of them were five on the money, right on the button. But all too often, he was being overcharged uh, for the amount of petrol that he actually got. He got five litres, 
but it said 5.8 on the pump. That happens all, all the time in a certain filling station in East Cork. I asked for it to be checked out and was told that nothing was wrong. Weights and measures do not check unless they get multiple reports because they're a small team. But this is going on wholesale across the country. I've been saying it for years. Can't come on air because I work in the sector and I would lose my job. Isn't it extraordinary that they never kind of undercharge you? They never give you more uh, diesel or more petrol um, than, you know, they, they give you less. I have a simple solution to rip off petrol stations. Just buy fuel and nothing else. No fags, no lotto, no bread. No car wash. Nothing. That won't be long showing them, says Damien. Uh, morning. When I queried this, I was told it was fuel left in the hose. Morning. The law pumps are independently tested and calibrated twice a year by the NSAI. They take a 25 litre sample off each nozzle. You should be naming those petrol stations. It'd be impossible in this world to name them because I'd actually have to see the proof myself. Uh, Neil spoke to a guy from Maxall a while back on the air. And at the time, the guy from Maxall blamed a weak dollar for high prices. The dollar is now very strong and prices continue to rise. And one or two more. All petrol and all diesel in Ireland comes from the Brent North Sea fields, not from the Middle East. Uh, It doesn't matter what the cost of production is. The smaller limited supply gets sold to the highest bidder. That's why petrol and diesel is so dear and the profits, I guess, for the likes of Shell are ginormous. You don't have to buy it at the price that they're selling it for. They'll just sell it to someone who will pay the market rate. Shell and BP are domiciles in the UK for tax and pay 65% corporate tax on their earnings. No one thought about sending them more money when they took a hit from leaving Russia when they did. That cost them tens of billions and made them loss makers last year. It's all about the elasticity of supply and demand. Why not highlight the revenue and the colossal profits of Apple? They're a company we could tax as they're domiciled here in Ireland, but we let them get away with paying about 2 or 3% corporation tax. If we'd taken the money the EU were trying to get out of them, we could have subsidised heating oil and gas and electricity. Thank you for those texts. Keep them coming. Text 0868 104 106. Back to the phone lines we go. Olivia, good morning. Uh, my apologies. Let me... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I got a line too. Now, Olivia, good morning. Hi, Neil. First of all, did you look at the video on, on my Twitter page from Douglas? No, I, I'm not aware of the incident in Douglas. Okay, um, but okay. I, I've, I've heard you talk about it this morning. Okay. Well, I hope you have a picture of it in your mind's eye. Only, well, go ahead. What happened to you? Um, yeah, so this is probably... Two years ago, I would say, um, maybe a little bit more. Um, I was coming from pet shop, you know, the, the you know, I said to come from, um, from Toker there onto the Kinsale roundabout. Yes. Um, so I was stopped waiting for the roundabout to clear, um, to, to get onto the Kinsale roundabout. And I eventually got onto the inner lane of, you know, by the, the green, um, going for Grange. Right. And this car was behind me. Um, Flood was fine. He went into the lane to my right, which would be for straight on for the tunnel. So the traffic started to move. So we got through the first set of lights there, which was the city lane coming up, um, joining us on the on the roundabout. Um, and then as we as that 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 traffic stopped and we got the green light, uh, we proceeded then to move into the the Grange Airport lane, which is the left hand lane. Suffice to say, um, you were doing nothing wrong here. No. Yeah. No, okay. I was in the right lane for where I was going. Correct. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, at the last second, he uh, uh, it, it was a couple, a couple in the car, and they were middle aged. They weren't young, you know, young youngsters or new okay. drivers, whatever. Okay. 
So um, we have middle-aged couple versus young single lady. Well, I wouldn't say I'm that young, but, I, you <laughs> know, right, okay. it wasn't a new driver. It wasn't a new driver. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so I proceeded on to take up the lane uh, for for the airport in Grange, the left lane. And uh, next thing, this this driver to my left cut in just ahead of me at the curb, basically, um, from the left lane into my lane. Um, so he obviously wasn't the wrong the wrong lane. Now I've seen other people do it, um, but generally they stop and they indicate and people let them in or whatever. But this guy anyway decided he would just cut across um, just before the verge um, of the, you know, under the under the. I know the area very well. I, I know exactly where you yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sure I, I blew my horn at him to be honest because. So you blew the horn. Did you, did you did you did you keep the hand on the horn? I I gave yeah I gave it good. A good blow, to be honest. Now, I mean, um, like because it was last minute. If, if, if he'd indicated, you know, I wouldn't let him in. But this was literally as I was taking my spot under the flyover. What happened next um, after you blew the horn? Is traffic stopped at this stage now? So, yes. So then the lights turned red, um, just facing the travel lodge there under the flyover um, at the Kinsey Roundabout. So after I had blown the horn... Um, the traffic lights turned red so we all had to stop there was maybe one car ahead of him maybe it was the third car or the fourth car uh, you know in the line of, of traffic to go in that lane and next thing um, first he put his, his uh, two fingers out the window at me out his passenger window so I I, I, I don't know whether I blew the horn again or not I can't remember so he's not even driving she's driving no, no, it, it was a male. It was okay. a male. Okay. Yeah. So okay. this was all male. The male was uh, instigating the whole lot. Um, so next thing I saw the car door opening ahead of me. And I was like, oh, crap. So I locked my doors, which I don't normally do. Um, and he came and he tried to open my my driver door. And I was like, what the hell? I was in the car on my own. And I said, like, what the hell am I going to do here? He started banging on the window and shooting abuse at me, basically. You're terrified, I, I guess. You would be terrified. Yeah, I was, to be honest. Um, now, there were cars behind me, obviously, who would have seen this going on because obviously there was a, a queue of traffic stop as well. Um, and then he kind of did that for uh, maybe a minute. Do you hear um, what he's shouting at you for that minute? What was he saying? There was abuse. It was like, you know, you picture what, whatever he was saying, but it wasn't. You know, it's just purely because I blew my harness. Big angry head on him, I say. You were looking at a big angry head. I was, I was, I was terrified, to be honest. Yeah. So he got back into the car because the the lights uh, changed. Um, and I took out my phone and I took a photograph of, of the number plate. Right. And I, I put, held my phone so that he could see I was photographing the number plate. Correct. So of course, as things would be, he ended up coming up, the, you know, the the Frankfield Green Road as well. So I said, God, I was half afraid to turn into my in case that he'd follow me in, you know. But anyway, he kept going and um, that was the end of it. Yeah. Did you do anything with that, Reg? I didn't, no. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Do you regret not reporting him? Uh... I do. You see, it's, people aren't, don't talk about these kind of things, so you don't know whether you're overreacting. Oh, listen, you must or... have been petrified, I can imagine. I mean, any of us would have been, but... You must have felt very vulnerable there on your own like that. Did any of the other cars around blow at him to cop himself on or anybody no. wind down the window and say, would you ever get back in your car and behave? No? No, not that I'm aware of, no, no. As I said, we were stopped at the lights, so there weren't that many cars. Um, but could you imagine living with him, you know, 
you know, oh, find what happened yeah. to you. But you imagine having him in your life, somebody with that kind of anger, who no, flies off the handle like that. Horrendous, horrendous. Isn't it? I mean, just, yeah. And I mean, people do it all the time. They cut in front of, you know, they're, they're in the wrong lane. And look, I'll be honest myself. I, you know, when I'm going like east through the tunnel in, in the new from Kettle Roundabout, I mean, there's so many changes there over the last few months. I, you know, I literally stop and I indicate and I, cause I don't know. And I've seen accidents actually happen. Oh, constantly. On the there's a lot of people, people just don't use it. They're just too afraid of it. Yeah. But I've seen accidents happen where people, you know, there's, and I, you know, it happened to me. Well, it didn't happen to me, as, you know, but I saw the car in front of me get hit by somebody who was in their right-hand lane going for Dublin but actually, we were in the east, going east lane, and the person in the the car who was going for Dublin just cut right across. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know what you were listening about two weeks ago. I was telling the story of being in the tunnel in the right hand lane, which was moving. The left hand lane wasn't, uh, and all of a sudden, it, it was almost as if it was happening in slow motion. A huge Arctic from up in County Kilkenny somewhere actually rang the company saying, and I told them, your driver's a lunatic. You oh, want to get? Yeah, um, like too, yeah. Um, I slammed on the brakes. Uh, if I had if I had waited another one or two seconds, I would have crashed in under the underneath him between his wheels, and then all the cars behind me would have crashed into me. It would have been a major problem. He just switched lanes. Yeah. He, he was actually yeah. stopped, right, and then turned his wheel and pulled out into the uh, right hand lane. Insane driving. But why do you wh- wh- why do you think people get so angry? If I mean, what would have happened if he managed? If you hadn't locked your door, do you think he'd have hit you? Oh, I don't know what he would have done. To be honest, um, yeah. I don't know. I just saw him coming and I'm lucky that I have a, a fairly new car in that I can just push a button on the door and all the, all the doors lock. Um, At so least I, you had the foresight the car, to do that. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh my God, this isn't good. Like, so, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I should okay. probably have reported it and I had his rage. So, but I think it's just people don't have patience on the road. He's going to continue it's to do it until he gets a visit from the Garda Shikona and gets a warning to cop himself on. I mean, this is the fourth call this morning in the space of an hour. And I see lots of other texts here from people who have either been assaulted. That is assault, actually. It's verbal assault. It puts yeah. you in fear. Yeah. That's assault, you know. Yeah. It, must, it yeah. must have taken a while for you to recover from it. Well, I was just, like, as I said, my, my main fear is that I was afraid to kind of pull into my estate because I was like, oh my God, like he was, because he was ahead of me the whole way coming up from, from, from Hanley's, if you like, yeah. the whole way up the hill. And I was like, you know, will I put, you know, will I pull into the fire you now? Isn't or it a because, shame? Yeah, you were afraid to go lose him. Yeah. Uh, I was afraid to pull into my estate in case that he turned around and come back. And, and follow me. So anyway, he did. Because you're thinking he'll he'll follow me because he'll get me when I'm out of the car. That's that, I understand why you felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or he. Yeah. He. You know. He'd see where I live. Or he. Yeah. Exactly. He. Okay. You know, Thanks for sharing the story, Olivia. It's uh, it's getting worse out there. I don't know whether it's all got to do with traffic or people being caught in traffic or why are people getting angry? I wouldn't want to be in his head. No, sir, I would not. Now would I want to be living with them? People are constantly in a hurry nowadays. That's what's causing half of these problems. Everyone is rushing everywhere and people are living anxiously as a result. The pressure of the cost of living is also on people's mind. How are they going to survive the winter or their next meal? Whatever the case may be. So if someone beeps at them from the car behind, it could be just the straw that breaks the camel's back. Likewise for the guy in the car behind. It's all pressure these days. Pressure just to get by day by day. People need to consider other people and what they may be going through before they react to minor things. 
Uh, we never know what the other person is actually going through. I know it's getting harder to do with all the external factors, but please just try to be a little kinder to each other, especially when it comes to the little things. And just one more, Ellen says, little scut, whatever words were passed, certainly didn't justify this obnoxious behaviour. These little runts think they're a lawn to themselves. And I hope his parents are proud of that behaviour. This is to do with the assault in traffic in Douglas on Tuesday evening. Isn't he a brave boy hitting him when he wasn't looking? Isn't he a brave boy hitting him when he was sitting down? Says Catherine. Um, lifelong criminal record. Forget Australia and half the jobs. Also, what is the other guy? Um, uh, well, I think you, you wouldn't get a, you know, you wouldn't get a lifelong well, you would, wouldn't you? That's assault. So you would have a criminal record if it had been reported or indeed if it is investigated by On Garda Shikana. Right, a quick call just this side of the ad break. Natalie, good morning. Good morning, Ian. Thank How you for you? holding. Just flipping back to earlier, do, are, you, are you alarmed to think that maybe you're not getting the, the actual amount of petrol and diesel that you're paying for in Cork petrol stations? To be honest, this is actually the first time anything like this has happened, but... Um, I didn't really think anything of it. I thought, to be honest, that maybe I just wasn't getting the correct mileage. But then I heard your show there talking about... Um, sorry, I actually have my four-year-old now with me. Who's okay, well, I, I won't keep you. I think you're waiting to, for AA Rescue or something, are you? I am. Um, so basically, um, I, I, I put in enough that I could get to between Ball and Colligan from my back, you know. Um, but then I got to Glanmire and the orange light came on and I said, right, so I'll pull in at Mahan and I'll... One second, you know, I'll pull in yeah. at Mahan and yeah. I'll go um, into the petrol station there. And I didn't even get to the Mahan slip and my car just stopped. Um, so I'm definitely not getting enough. Normally I'd, I'd be able to get to a petrol station, you know, especially between Glanmire and Mahan. But do you know, you know, do you put in, you know when you fill your car, do you fill it by looking at the amount of litres or do you fill it by virtue of you always put in 20 or what? Um, I usually just fill it until it's full and then it might go down a little bit and I just, you know, I, from then on I kind of put in a certain amount every week to keep it topped up. Um, but to be fair now, I did kind of let it go down now a little bit this week and um, so I put in enough that I knew I should get at least, you know, 60 kilometres. I say um, I'm sure it's probably about 25 kilometres what I normally would be. Yeah, you're, 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 you're gambling on the red light, you see, or the orange light. You know, you would think you might get 60 or 70, but it uh, depends on the type of driving you're doing. Why are you waiting for AA Rescue now? What happened? Um, so basically, I, like I just said there, so my You ran out light, of fuel, is it? Yeah, so my orange light came on in Glanmire, and um, <clears throat> I, I thought, you know, between Glanmire and getting to Man Point, I'd have enough time. You should. Yes, I should, yeah. And my, yeah, the fuel just ran out. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, I'm stuck at the side of the road because my car ran out of fuel uh, between Glanmire and Man Point. That's a bummer. How long are you waiting for them now at this stage? Um, I'm waiting an hour now. I'm actually supposed to be in a job interview in 10 minutes also, which isn't going to happen now at this point. Call the um, job interview. Did you call and tell them? I did call. I did. But um, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm sure they'll understand. These things happen, yeah. you know. Uh, All right. Hopefully, hopefully, anyway. Yeah. All right. Good luck with the job interview. I hope you get it. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks, Natalie. Back after the break. Text 0868104106. Get it off your chest. 
Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106, Red FM. Yeah, somebody, you're right. You know, you would think that if the red light or the orange light came on in Glanmire, that you would most definitely get to Mahan, that you would have somebody suggesting you're anywhere between 35 or 50 miles still in the tank. They don't recommend that you drive on an orange tank, though. It's not good for the engine. It, apparently, it, it, it kind of... There's an awful lot of dirt and, you know, muck in the end of the petrol tank, you know, from all the years of filling and what have you. And you raise all of that up. And if it's very low on fuel, that stuff is going to go into the engine and it'll damage it. That's what they say about, you know, not gambling on the orange light. OK, I'll come back to those type of calls in, in just after 11. But I am keen to get Carol on this side of 11. Carl, good morning. Hi, how are you? Uh, thank you. Uh, not an easy thing to text something so private, but uh, tell us the story of your visually impaired mother and uh, the fact that she is uh, about to be or has been made homeless. Yeah, well, um, two weeks on tomorrow, actually, she had to move in with me. Um, two, weeks two weeks ago. ago. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so her and my sister, um, they both have disabilities. Actually, my mum is very much visually impaired. Like, if I was standing... Right in front of her, she wouldn't even know it's me until I talked, you know. Okay, you're not on um, speakerphone yeah. there, are you? No, I'm not, but I'm actually, I said there to, to the man that I was actually downtown when he rang me. That's right, okay. So, so she could be standing right in front of you, but because her vision is so bad, she wouldn't recognise you. Yes, yes, okay. correct. And she also has cochlear implants, so she's very quite, um, I hope this is better there now, she's very quite... Um, Bad hearing as hearing well. as well as sight, and your sister yeah, is, uh, is is has is, Down syndrome. Has Downs, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's very it's very hard for them. But I suppose what happened? She moved to Mallow, and um, her family lives near Mallow and stuff. And she wanted to be down that direction. Um, and she was there, and three weeks before Christmas last year, she got broken into, um, and they they robbed my mum's. Uh, sorry, they robbed my sister's iPad and her iPhone. And she, she's obsessed with these things, you know, that's all she loves. And were they I in the house at the I, time or did they come back to they find were in the bed, house? They were in bed. Um, now, uh, like, we have suspicion who it was. I'm not, obviously not going to say. Right. But, um, like, there was suspicion, but the guards didn't do anything further about it because they said there wasn't enough evidence. But my sister keeps repeating this one name, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so I suppose, <clears throat> like, you know, both us with our, our full sight and stuff, I, I know myself anyway, if I got broken into, even with my full sight, I'd be a nervous wreck after that, let alone someone that, you know, finds it hard to see, you know? Oh, I know. So I suppose I ever since then, she's been trying to move up. So since last December, we're literally, literally every every day we're on that, uh, we're Googling. I even buy the pink pages because I know a house before when I was renting, I know I found my house not on that, but through the pink pages on and a there's Tuesday, literally so nothing there, though. Nothing. Yeah. And whatever is there is be, yeah. it's gone. And I feel like we get appointments to see houses, and I could be wrong, right? But I do feel in some situations I'm not wrong. So we do get appointments to go see houses. And I feel sometimes when they'd see my mom then walking in with her cane and stuff like that. I do feel sometimes is there slight discrimination um, because I feel like. Right, fair enough, maybe when a house has been privately rented, is there some kind of insurance thing that they're afraid of? I, do, I don't know, but it's certainly a sense that you get if your mother and your sister, oh, and Even your sister like living with Down syndrome and your mother being un, very unsighted and also very hard I of hearing. The, when I was applying for houses, I didn't mention nothing about her disability. Do you get me? And then I feel, why should I have to hide it? Like, 
Do you know what I mean? It's, Dave, it's like, as landlords, you think might feel it might be too much grief that as soon as your man yeah. and your sister are and in, they'll be looking I for changes. My mum keeps her house better than she keeps my, or than I keep my own house. She's actually, she's really, really like, like I, I'm telling you, my mum now for someone that has two disabilities, she's the most independent person, and anyone that knows her will actually concur what I'm saying. She's actually more independent than any woman I know. Oh, listen, and like, it's I, very I hard for her to be in my house now at the moment because. She doesn't know, like, when, when when I'm in her house, say, and me and my sister go over, and if we're making a sandwich, and if we put the butter in the wrong area of the fridge, she'll snap, with good reason, because when she goes she to her fridge, to be, she knows yeah, everything she is does. positioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she's in my house, it's she, we're trying to learn to make sure we're putting things back in the exact same spot, and we're trying to adjust to her needs, and she's trying to adjust to her needs. I know, but that's you know, not a long-term solution for, for you, you see. Um, it's not, cause no, because she needs, she, her and my sister... So my son had to take the couch. Um, he's up at half six every morning for school. He's on the couch now, and my mum and sister are in his double bed. <coughs> excuse me, in oh his room. So oh like, it's, it's not it's not ideal. Now they went to look at a house the other day, um, because she can afford to buy a small house. Um, you know, she sold the house there a few years ago, uh, two years ago now, and she does have some money left to buy a house. But like, her range of of her house compared to what the price of houses are now, it's just, it's just not, it's not... I mean, I, I don't want to pry as to the reason behind selling the house, but, um, you know, is, is that something she now regrets? Um, I actually asked her this the other day, and she, she regrets moving out of Middleton, because it was in Middleton, but she doesn't regret the house, because where the house was situated in Middleton, it was down a certain area where it kept getting flooded every year, and once... She got uh, reimbursed to help with the flooding, and twice after that, when the place got flooded, she had to pay for everything. Yeah, so she wanted to get out of there. Everything. Do you do you want to know if other people with disabilities are? I would like to know. Perhaps discriminated. Just wondering if anyone had any advice for any housing authorities or. Do you know anything that she, because the council won't um, even look at an application for her. Um, But I just feel like they both are like, you know, they both have disabilities. And we were saying, you know, that there's some 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 places, you know, that are specialised for vulnerable people, you know what I mean? Okay, let's Um, see if anybody can help on either of those questions. Anybody else? I'm just wondering if someone else having the same with their disability. Okay, let's find out. Let's find out. Thanks for the call. Stay listening. Let's see. Okay, cheers for now. Take care. Text 0868104106 on that and any other business. We're back after 11. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news and you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie 104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Frienderville Show so Go see that uh, video from uh, Douglas uh, from Tuesday evening um, and a lot of people have been commenting on Twitter having watched the video that I posted of your man, uh, the two guys one guy coming out of his car um, walks back to this other guy, says something to him I told you the entire story, goes back to his car in front and the guy behind then jumps out, runs up um, and gives your man an unmerciful beating in um, the driver's seat. Uh, seeing this all too often, only today I saw a man jump out of his van. He went up to a lady driver banging on her window. It's madness out there. You never know day by day what's going to go wrong when you drive your car these days. Yeah, it's moved to a completely new level, hasn't it? People are wound up over the state of Douglas traffic. A ridiculous planning. It's crazy. However, it still doesn't excuse this carry-on, though. These are some comments from Twitter this morning. The roads are an absolute disaster, but, I don't know, people seem a lot more on edge these days. 
a lot more are prone to snapping since getting back to normal after COVID. Uh, with everything going on with the war, the cost of living and housing, everything just feels a bit off. I don't know if that makes sense. It, it makes perfect sense. And thank you for that. Society as we know it is gone. I'm not saying it was perfect back then. But these days, people are intolerant, inconsiderate and rude. The Ukrainian war and the cost of living crisis is no excuse. And the isolation of COVID times hasn't been good for many. Um, Gardi have the reg numbers. Follow up charges immediately. Zero tolerance for this kind of behavior. Says another texter. Did you know that a Garda got his nose broken recently and all they got were suspended sentences? What hope have the public if the judiciary won't look after those that are trying to protect us? Society is broken. Um, another texter on Twitter said that, um, uh, left a, a message saying, as usual, no one helped, of course. Uh, let's call a spade a spade. This is not a mystical condition called road rage. This, Neil, is assault. Simple as. Uh, I will never understand people using the term road rage for an incident like this. This is having no self-control and needing anger management for issues. Road rage is cursing and blinding inside your car. Uh, But you stay in the car regardless. That's road rage. This is assault. It's the people using the road who have become dangerous, more dangerous. Their heads are stuck in mobile phones while driving. And definitely more are under the influence of drink or drugs. A violent assault caught on camera. Shocking to look at. I hope that thug in the white car is caught, named and shamed. And a texter says here, this is the uh, River Lee divide again. It wouldn't happen on the north side. Douglas is all fur coat and no knickers. Keep those coming. Text 0868104106 and we'll pick it up again throughout the course of the morning. Back after the break. Calls on the way. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818104106. Cork's Red FM. Okay. Um, yeah, there's still an awful lot of text coming in from uh, people reacting to the Douglas assault in traffic. Can't come on air, but I'd like to say that there's no excuse for road rage as I saw in the clip in Douglas, uh, I think you'll accept now that it's a lot more than road rage, it's uh, assault. The traffic situation around Douglas has gone completely crazy. It's jammed up with traffic due to bad weather. Sorry, it's jammed up with traffic due to bad traffic management, especially on the West Douglas Road, where they have a new traffic layout. All roads in and out of Douglas are jammed now, causing frustration to people stuck in traffic, wasting petrol, says Tony and Douglas. I, I concur with that. It is completely gridlocked um, an awful lot of the time, not just peak morning or lunchtime or when the school's closed. It's an ongoing problem, and I live on the Douglas Road, so I see it on a daily basis. Not trying to excuse that, excuse that fella's behaviour, but the fella in the first car got out of his car first. It's he started all this. You can clearly see him getting back into his car at the start of the video. Yeah, the car in front was the guy who went back first and had words. Somebody said that he spat into your man's face. I don't know how true that is. Then went back to his car. The second fellow followed him and gave him a beating. Um, There could be more to that incident in Douglas. Maybe we're only seeing the half of it, says Chris. Yeah, I I think there was more to it. But that doesn't excuse either of their behaviour and certainly doesn't excuse them, the guy who, who beat him up. People are angry, people are frustrating about driving to work, having no money, the cost of petrol and diesel, and then having to put up with bad drivers. Another one here says, it's definitely cocaine, pure and simple. It gives these little thugs the confidence and the aggressiveness to carry out random attacks. The whole country is a blizzard of cocaine and no one's talking about it. Scott says, I saw what happened. The man in the first car is an absolute disgrace. He spat at the young man and shouted at him. What in God's name do you think the young man would do? Everyone's talking about assault, 
What about the young man who's likely could get AIDS or diseases passed on through your man's spit? You need to get a grip. It could have happened to any one of us. I would have done exactly the same thing, says Scott, in reaction to being spat at, I suppose. The level of violence being displayed today is a result of years of exposure to all kinds of violence on television and the internet. Cage fighting, bare knuckle fighting, street fighting, a big influence on how people now behave in the real world. What happened in Douglas is a disgrace. Loads seem to have seen the video, but does anyone these days intervene and try and defuse situations? The same last week with your man's car on South Main Street. The country is lawless and these scum can do whatever they like. Same thing happened to me in Castle Martyr, but I took the reg and reported it to Middleton Gardaí and they followed up. They came back and asked if I wanted to press charges. Uh, you don't say whether you did press charges or not. Uh, but I demand that you read this out, Neil. Please, for everyone's sake, lock your vehicle doors in traffic all the time. I can't believe that lady admitted she doesn't do it normally. It's very sad having to think this way, but society is heading down the toilet, says Edward. And one final one might be seen as a bit of advice for Edward. Carrying a baseball bat in your car is an offence of being in possession of an offensive weapon. If you're not on your way to a baseball match, that is. That's the only reason you could have a baseball bat. This guy needs to be careful. I'm a serving member of Angarda Shikona. You can't carry a baseball bat for protection. Thank you for that to the serving member of the Guardi. I said that to him. I said a lot of things could happen, uh, as in he could be prosecuted if he used it, but the guard is saying even having it in the car is an offence, unless you're going to a baseball match, that is. Text 0868104106. Can I lighten it up, actually, if you don't? Well, I, do, I don't actually know whether Honest Keith is lightening it up or not, but he's looking for he's looking for a bit of help. Keith, good morning. Neil, how's it going? I'm good, my how's man. How's life with I you? I listen to all that riffraff stuff this morning. In the deadly, the people have no patience or nothing, Neil. I don't know, man. I just think it's getting worse. It just seems to be getting worse and worse. There's a lot of angry people out there, and you can't just blame traffic for it. Like, they're just angry for some reason. No, I'll, but Neil, they're all over their head, but I'll be honest with you, by the young lads. I was out for a meal last week, you know, with the grandkids. One of them was getting married. Yeah. So we we booked a meal anyway. Just as the old saying, oh, that's going to be gone. I'll never again use it anyway, Neil, right? Yeah. So we're all around the table anyway. And next of all, uh, I says uh, to one of the lads, they're one of the grandkids. I, I know whether he's gagging or what or whatever, you know. Yeah. But I said to him, I, I showed I went, well, not showed it. I just said to him across the table, I said, Kai, are you doing the line? Right? <laughs> they think Please. differently about that now. Oh, Jesus, stop. The whole place looked at me. God. And I was to the young lad, what, what, what's wrong? Are you doing a line or what? He said, Grand, you can't be saying that. No, he said, I said, are you joking? <laughs> you know? But that's in no Happy days no, that's when doing a line. Happy days when doing a line meant, are you dating? Happy so days. That's what I'm saying. Doing are you joking? Doing a line now would have been interpreted by the other people in the restaurant that you were asking ah, your grandson... Stop, did you want, all the heads me. Because they thought you had said to your grandson, do you want to come out to the bathroom and do a line of coke? You're on the ball, Neil. God almighty. You're on the ball, but I'll be honest with you. But Neil, anyway, I was asking him, and the lad that the grandson does get married, I said, do you have to do a marriage course? You remember the marriage courses, Neil? I certainly do. I think I went, I think I went to one of them. Gave up after that. Yes. Priest said, ah, there's no need. You're an able dealer. You'll be very good at this marriage, Lark. Off you go. <laughs> well, Neil, I tell you a story, you know, right? And this is, this is true. 
Hey, we were in England myself and herself. And next war we said, well, we had to get married. Yeah. Hey? So What do you mean you had to get married? Brought, you, you wanted to get married. We had to get married, Nick. You know. <laughs> we did. All right, okay. Oh, but we did have to give to the size, yeah? But then you need a nearby, that's also just in the bedroom. I partly guessed. Doctor in bedroom. But then you need a new head of the Dublin priest in Reading. We were living in Reading, you know? Yeah. And I used to go to Mass every Sunday that time. I always went to Mass. Yeah. So next time we were at about getting married, you know? And he says to me, yeah, that's okay, what are you getting married for, Luke? He was saying, come here, do you wear glasses? <laughs> he said, what have that got to do? I said, do you see the size of her? <laughs> so then he said, indeed, I tell you what I do for you, boy. I get on to the family church. I tell them that you're going to do your uh, wedding. Um, the marriage course. The marriage course here. And he said, I'll get all the letters and I send them back and tell them all is good. So up this night, and then we went there, and he sort of first one, we said to ourselves, sat down on our own, and saw the paddy looking at us, and next of all, the first question of his head was, Chief, why do you want to marry Liz? Jesus, <laughs> I... would be mortified I, at those courses. And he thought, I'd say, mind just be a question of sport or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was great anyway. He said, Keith, I'm asking you. I was saying, like, uh, you know, see the stories of her or anything like that. No, no, you're supposed to say because I love her. I can't live he without does. her. Dear me, you're on the ball. You must have done the same thing as me, right? <laughs> he said, Keith, I'm trying to And you're all over there. You know, like, loves her. And loves her. I want to be with the rest of the rest of my life and all that, like, you know? Yeah. And a big right head, me no need. <laughs> And next one he talks to herself, and Elizabeth, why do you want to marry Keith? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I said to him, I was looking at her like, you know, and you can see the place, I'll ask you again, Liz. <laughs> why are you marrying Keith? I don't know, I don't know. So you can see the priest is going to start laughing, and he says to me, can I be back in two minutes and I'm just going out getting something? And you can see his shoulders there, you know, moving with the hair stuff. <laughs> Well, I went down the door, and I said to myself, why did you tell me you love me or something? <laughs> well, I got nervous, I like, know, you know. Yeah, I no. said, <laughs> we, she, she would be embarrassed more. to tell a stranger that you love someone. I understand why she was embarrassed. She had to say it to get married. <laughs> but, uh, so that was the only one you went to, though. What about the other nine? No, nobody told me after we had war inside of me. He said, my one, my leave is out. I said, for God's sake, you could have told him you loved me or some second thing. And he said, I He came in the door, right? And you could see him still smirking. And he says to her, said, well, did you think of anything yet? <laughs> and my wife said, no, I can't think of nothing. He said, you know what to do, though? He said, you told me. Go away. I'll send all the phones. He said, back to San Church. I tell them that you've done the 10 courses. <laughs> Go and get married to <laughs> And you're still happily married all these years later. Would you believe it or not, need I am. And do, they, do people still have to do marriage courses? But that's they... what I was asking. That's what I was asking. The grandson. I said, must she go to one? But you know what it does, don't need to get away with this. Did that, uh, what, what's that thing there with the, the, not the priest. One of these uh, fellas there who walked to the reception. 
They're sacristans. Oh, when they get married, okay, oh, then. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, 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 I do know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just want to know, Neil, but is it still going ahead? Or what have you got to find that out? So there's less and less people getting married anyway, you know? It's on the drop, isn't it? People are just living together, cohabiting. They're not bothering with the marriage caper. I did, I couldn't do that, no, Neil. I'd have to, you know, Catholic, like, you know? Oh, you're old school. No, I get that, but it is changing. But I wonder, are people still going? I see here it says that the priest responsible for the wedding has an obligation under church law to ensure that each couple is adequately prepared for their wedding and married life. He can therefore give them the marriage preparation guidance to the couple himself. The marriage But I mean, what can a what can a priest actually tell you about preparing for marriage when they were never married themselves? There you go. That's what I'm saying. He didn't. He didn't. Nobody's going to ask him whether he loved his girlfriend, but he was going to marry her. I come in before before you go away. I'm in. I'm yeah. in the market for a good barn brack, a good one now. You know, anybody, right. any ideas? Is, you know, we used to call them barn bracks years ago. B-A-R-N. That's right, with the ring and yeah. the P. Yeah, but they've taken a lot of that stuff out of them now, haven't they? They took the stick the out. The stick is and, gone as well, Neil. Yeah, the stick is gone. The, the stick was up here. Remember, you beat the wife was up with the but, stick. But when you think of it, like, they said, if you got the slice of barn brack with the stick in it, you'll beat your wife. And everybody calls, <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Ha, 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 ha. I don't know what I said, but I got the stick. Jeez, I said, oh, my God, with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm in the market for a good one, you know, a good one with all the old-fashioned things stuck into it—the pee and the stick and the rag and the ring and everything. I so, say you won't get them anymore, Lee. Let's find out if anybody can track one down for me. All right? There you go, Neil. As simple as that. Here's my man. Mind yourself, Neil. As always, up, take care, pal. Back after the break. Barnbracks. We're looking for the best one. Text 0868104106 with all the trimmings. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818104106. Jacob, good morning to you, my friend. In New Zealand, early morning there here. How are you keeping? All right. Very good, thank you, Neil. Yeah, morning uh, or evening to you. It's, has it been a while since you've been back in Ireland? I know there was a time in your life when you fell in love with uh, particularly West Cork down Clonakilty Way, is that right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Tell me, what, what took you there in the first place? I know I know the story that I read was that you were playing rugby or something at the time, was it some years back? Yeah, I was, mate. I was playing rugby in Canada, and one of my teammates, his party and uncle lived in Clonakilty in Ireland, and he said, what are you doing after the season? And I said, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind going to Ireland. So he he said, I'll see if my auntie and uncle mind you coming over for a little bit. Yeah. And he came back to training the next night and said, yeah, and they'll take you. <laughs> <laughs> you had no, I mean, you've no background to Ireland, no heritage, no ancestry, no? Well, there's probably a bit of ancestry there. I've got a bit of, a bit of a ginger about me, but um, yeah, you're <laughs> right in saying that. We've been in New Zealand a very long, well, as long as you can be. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, just um, oh, it's just a country that I, I was always intrigued with and always wanted to go. So there you go. You arrive into Ireland down Corkway, over to Clonakilty, and you rock into the Kilty Stone Pub. Is that right? <laughs> that, that's correct. Yep, yep. I went in there, and um, I still remember it to this day. I went in there in the bar, and um, I sat down in the corner, and I was just keeping to myself. And he urged me to have a have a Murphy's and introduced me to a few locals. Anyway, about a week later, I was only 19 at the time and I had plans to travel the world and I was, I was running out of money. 
I didn't have a job and I was feeling miserable and I thought the world was about to end. I walked back into the Kildy Stone and Barry McAdams behind the bar said, Jacob, how are you? Murphy's, isn't it? And it was, you know, just that welcome and remembering my name and just made me feel like I belonged. So I never looked back and I stayed just under two years in Clon. <laughs> Well, they're wondering where the hell you were back in New Zealand for those two years. <laughs> no, well, they were, yeah, look, mate, it was fantastic. I stayed with the family there and, you know, they were meant to have me for, so they said I could stay there for two weeks and I was there for just under two years. I, you know, I don't think they wanted me to, to necessarily leave, but, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I just had a great time, mate. It was just fantastic. I know. And did you, did, I mean, you kind of settled down for the two years then. Did you get a job and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my first job there was working for the Houlihan's Bakery. Yeah. And I used to do a, a week of days and then a week of nights. I was probably the best cupcake icer I've ever seen. <laughs> I could I could belt them out very, very quickly. And then, of course, there was um, – help me out now. What's that day when you, have, when you make the um, – oh, there was some sort of buns we had to make around – Oh, hot cross, cross buns, buns hot cross that. buns, man, hot yeah. cross buns. I love yeah, them man. with jam and butter. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I'd do the cross on them, mate. That was a big day. <laughs> that was the highlight of your week, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was, mate. Yeah, yeah. What did you love? I mean, what did you yeah. love about it? What did you? Was it the people, the crack, the friendliness, the hospitality? Oh, it was exactly, mate. Yeah, they were just so kind and so accommodating and so welcoming, and I had. I just had heaps of heaps of mates, you know, yeah. and um, just all sort of, you know, I had some good work and I, I played a bit of footy. You know, I was, I was okay. Um, I'm, I'm not an all black. Not that that's as impressive as it once was, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, I just, yeah, I just had a um, fantastic time. And I, and when I did return home, I told all my mates about it and, and two boys from Clon, Shay and Connor, came over and lived with me for six months. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, Connor was um, just about 21, so about six of us went over to Clonakilty for a summer and, and worked over there. Back you went and set up some businesses of your own. You have three pubs now, I believe, down there, isn't it? Yeah, we do, mate. Yeah, yeah. So I set up a pub in Matter Matter, and we were pretty lucky there because when we set up, it was just a sleepy wee town, and then Hobbiton is just out of, out of Matter Matter, so that's Lord of the Rings and all that sort of carry on. Wow. And that's a huge tourist attraction. Something like one in five people that come to New Zealand go to Hobbiton. So we were pretty lucky there and the town exploded and we had a pub right in the middle of that. Okay, so you have a and pub in the area where they filmed uh, Lord of the Rings because that looks yeah, absolutely right. incredible, yep. the scenery. Yeah, wow. no, I can't deny that. And it's, um, yeah, it's been really good to us. Like are there, I say, we, yeah, um, yeah, are there similarities between say, New Zealand and Ireland. I think you said in one of the articles I read that there was, except your weather's better or something, is it? <laughs> yeah, I reckon it just rains a little less here. Um, yeah, I mean, really, it is. When I still remember that first time I drove into uh, into West Cork and you're looking over the the fields and we have fences and you just have stone stone yeah. walls. Yeah. Uh, you know, it does. It looks very similar. It's green, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we. I think our summer's, uh, you know, marginally better and just a bit less rain. The countryside and the scenery is incredible. Not to mention New Zealand lamb, but that's for another day. So you you are looking for staff for the pubs in New Zealand, and you're thinking that West Cork staff would be the best kind because of your experiences when you were in Clon. Am I right? Yeah, no, you're dead right there, Neil. They'd be fantastic walking into a, to a bar and hearing that uh, that Cork accent. Um, <laughs> And yeah, you just know you just know how to look after people. You know how to host people. 
and um, you're just you know very willing and kind. So, uh, well, certainly in my experience, so it'd be great to have someone like that behind the bar here. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're asking people that might like to make a change to get in touch with you? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, um, we're sort of thinking, I mean, you know, it's a completely other side of the world, so um, if people want to travel now, we can do it, and um, we can certainly help you settle in give you a job and, and certainly give you a bit of time to Absolutely. travel around New yeah, Zealand and make the most of it. It will be some adventure, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. And and I like to think that you'd rather than just a tourist, you'd become a sort of local, which is, of course, you know, appreciating a country at another level like, like I did when I was... Absolutely. So you would be somebody who was younger, maybe... Yeah, up for a bit of a uh, bit of adventure, bit of a change of scenery for a while. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yep. okay, for sure. Uh, and it's not too far out in the Wap Waps, no. No, no, no. <laughs> so, well, Manamata, the one that I'm talking about, is it's about two hours south of Auckland, and then uh, Tauranga, the other place where we're looking uh, for staff, is it's a really cool uh, beach town. Oh, it's a city, but there's it's beachy, so um, yeah, really great spot. What is the what is the price of a pint there, incidentally? Um. <laughs> Anyway, you're sort of looking at about twelve New Zealand dollars. Um, so that's, so about, that's not too bad. Yeah, what is that? Anything. About about six euro, maybe that kind of thing, oh. a little more. Yeah, should we go? For, yeah, we'll go for that. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> well, do you serve? Well, what's, Mar- the point of, what's the point of Murphy's now? Oh my God, I don't know. I think it's probably around. I'm going to be shot for saying this. Around five euro, I think thereabouts, maybe a little more. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember? Yeah, well, what, do you remember what yeah. you were paying for it down in Clan? Oh, might have been two twenty or two thirty when I was here. That's, what, that's, that's sort of telling a tale, and I was here a while yeah. ago. <laughs> knowing knowing Clannacilty, there are probably a couple of small pubs still selling it at that price. You'd never know. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Let's hope. So, if somebody wants to take you up on your offer, what should they do? Yeah, well, the best place would be just uh, to email me. That's uh, matter matter at readout. So readout is spelled R E D O U B T. .nz. Gotcha. And Mata Mata is one of the towns where one of the pubs is. Do they need experience for all of this, yep. I wonder, Jacob? Well, I mean, of course it's preferred, but if you know, someone's adventurous, willing to put in the work, we can uh, sort of polish the edges. Like coming from West Cork, as I say, you're, you're normally a pretty good host, so a little bit of it's already in you. <laughs> yeah, they already have what's needed most, friendliness, Bit of crack, yeah, exactly, and the banter. Yeah. All right. Well, matter uh, matter yes. at readout dot nz. Let's see if there's anybody who's going to take you up on the offer. It would be good to stay in touch and see if anybody does. Are you guys heading into the summer now? I believe, yeah. Soon enough. Yeah, we're we're into the summer and everything's all go. Like, unfortunately, in Manamata, we're we're just down to six days a week. Not because people aren't here; it's just that we haven't got the staff to run the place. Oh so. my god! Same problem there then. Staff. Same here, actually. Yeah, that's what I struggled to understand there. If, if you've got no one over there and we've got no one here, where are they? Where's everybody <laughs> working? A lot made career changes during and after COVID, you know, and got out of hospitality. If anybody wants to get in touch, be a great experience and a great adventure if somebody decides to take you up on the offer. Good to catch up with you, Jacob. I'll let you get into the pub. All right, mate. Thanks very much, Neil. I appreciate your time, mate. All, all the best. Take care. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. Somebody suggested the next time I'm heading to Kerry that the one of the best barn bracks we get is Harrington's Bakery in Kenmare for the best barn brack. Surely be to God we can uh, sort one out here on Leaside and not have to go to Kenmare to get one. I don't think you'll get them anymore with the pee in them and the stick and the rag. You will get the ring, but everything else was taken out, which I think is a shame, really. 
was an awful lot of fun. You know, with regards to emojis then earlier on this morning, thumbs up and thumbs down. Anthony's on the money. He says, I read somewhere that in Roman times, the emperor would use the thumbs down when a gladiator had the chance to kill another gladiator and the crowd would cheer. You're absolutely right. That's possibly where thumbs up and thumbs down originated. Thumbs up was that the gladiator would live. Thumb thumb down would mean the gladiator would be killed. Yeah, and it could well have originated from then. You know, we talk about anger and we talk about issues out there and the issue out in Douglas with the assault. Big response to that. I'll do some more texts on it in a moment. But there are some lovely things happening as well. I got a lovely post on my Instagram page sent to me by Kira, And she says, today, and this is from a few days ago, we did a pumpkin run in our estate and we had the most wonderful day. 40 pumpkins. Kids, um, you know, um, really rocking up a storm. It was such an amazing success. But I want to say a massive thank you to Pat at Castle Treasure Christmas Trees. Uh, I rang him in the morning, Pat Lehan, and said, any chance I could borrow three bales of straw? I thought they'd be add a little bit of sparkle to the occasion. Well, talk about an absolute gentleman. I told him about the pumpkin run, and he said, no problem at all, and he dropped three bales down to me himself, free of charge. So this year, I want everyone to know where to get their Christmas tree or material for a Christmas wreath. Castle Treasure Christmas Trees. Such kindness from a stranger. I'd love if you gave him a shout-out on the air, says Kira O'Regan. It was a wonderful thing to do. Well done to Pat Lehan for doing that at Castle Treasure Christmas Trees. Pumpkins, they're an interesting addition to the Irish Halloween, aren't they? Um, like many things that came in from America. Uh, lots on road rage. Oh, also going to mention I'm going to be giving away some more tickets for the jazz this weekend in about uh, 10 minutes' time. So we have tickets to give away for live at St. Luke's for Sunday. It's a 2 o'clock gig. Gorgeous location. A jazz gig at Live at St. Luke's Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock. And I have some more tickets for the home of the jazz festival, the Metropole Hotel. I have tickets for uh, Saturday night and for Sunday night. And they're over 23s only. The night sessions of the Met start at 7pm and they run to 2.30 in the morning. So more on that just before midday and I'll open the phone lines for that. Big response to fuel um, as to are you actually getting what you're paying for? And somebody wondering actually, could the same be said for home heating oil? How do we know that we're getting the right amount when it comes to home heating oil? Just a quick call on this one though. Keith, good morning. Morning, how are you? So being underfueled, if that's a term, okay, let's create yeah. it, uh, has happened to you as well? Uh, yeah. How do you know? How do you know that you were, you know, in the case of the chap earlier on this morning, he went to seven or eight different garages and he filled a five, he filled a plastic, you know, you know, the one container to the the five litre mark on it. But on the pump, it said 5.8 litres. Yeah, because like when I'm filling, putting fuel in the car, I I don't fill by the money amount, I fill by litres. So that's what when I'm looking at. I, said, I, don't, I never look at the, the money amount. So I, I go in and I go, yeah, look, I'll put 20 litres into my car. Right, because I do. I, I go by, well, if I have enough, I fill it. But um, if I don't have enough money, I, I yeah. go by an amount of I, money. Yeah, no, I always go by so that I know how much I, how, how, what, uh, what I, what mileage I should be getting and everything. Do you? But, uh, mm. I, yeah, all, all the time. Because it's, it gives me, it gives you more real world. You see, you can kind of see, oh yeah, look, it's actually, yeah, it's costing me X amount more now to drive this distance. So, as I say, I was, I filled it, I was, put, I, put, I was in a garage and I put, I was at 25 litres into the car. And I was there, and I looked at the money amount, and I, and I looked at the price, and I, and I looked, and I was there. I calculated it out, and I was there. No, oh, that's wrong. 
How did you know, um, though? Maybe I'm thick. I don't understand how you could tell. Well, I, I was, well like, you multi- multiply the amount of litres by what the cost is, and you can see then how many litres you were supposed to be getting. All right, you multiply the amount of litres yeah. that you put in it by the uh, cost yeah. per litre. And then I was there, one second, and I had a fuel can in the car. So I said, right, what i got to do now is just check that. I went in, paid, and came back out, got the fuel can, and right, I said, right, i got to put five litres here now. Yeah. And it was uh, only four litres. So for every so five you litres... So ta- you filled the container to the five-litre mark, and you looked no, at the no, pump. I, no, I, no, I, no, no, I put... I, 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 at the pump, I said, right, I'll pump five, li- I'll, I'll press for five litres. Oh, and when I got to five litres, I looked at the can and I was there, hmm, that's four litres. Oh my God. So for every, so for every five litres people in that particular garage were thinking they were getting, they were only getting four. So everybody so like there is getting 20% less fuel. Yeah. And I, I would say, like, if you were, like, if you were, if you were putting 50 quid into your car, so you know if you were spending 50 euros yeah. that's a lot of extra money the garage is making it's like what is that 1250 yeah so do you, you know, think do you think there's a lot of this going on it's always people I, are always well, being like, short changed they're not a, it's, you're never getting too much it's always too little yeah. so like I went in I said that the person be at the counter in the in the garage, yeah. and they went they said oh well there's not much I can do about that and they said right I said they uh, <laughs> Can you show me the, the the report for the last time we had to measure were here? Uh, uh, and they didn't have a clue what I was on about. So I, I said, "Look, here's my phone number. Have the owner ring me." Do you know Have how the, you know how the one arm bandits work, and, and yeah. you know when you go into a casino and the slot machines, all this kind of thing, and and they're preset, so there's only yeah. X amount can ever be paid out. Otherwise, they'd all go out exactly, of budget. Yeah. Right? Would it, yeah, could, so could the same be happening in some petrol stations? Yeah, because we're like weights and measures are supposed to go in and calibrate the, all the pumps in the garages and they have to be checked every so often because, look, they can go out of calibration. Yeah, but if they go like out of calibration, why do they always go out of calibration the wrong way for the punter who gets charged more? <laughs> I don't know. I'll say that's, that's, that's something for weights and measures to answer. Okay. Did, um, did the, ma- did the like manager a, ring you? The they, they owner rang me and he was talking to me and... He said, well, look, I'd say, wait to measure. We're here like three months ago. And I said, well, yeah, well, your pumps are out of calibration. And he went, oh, well, look, I'll, get, I'll, I'll see if there's something can be done about that. And I, was, and I said to him, well, what about the extra money that you happily took off me? And you know, well, there's nothing really I can do about that. And I, and I just said, right. I said, look, I'm in sales. So, like, if you came in to buy, to pay for 10 items off me and I only gave you eight, would you be happy? No. And he was there. Oh well, that's different. That's different. And I said, "What's different about it?" And I said, "You're happy to take extra money off me and not give me what I was supposed to be paying for." I said, "So look, I said to him, look, I'll call back to you there in the in within an hour, and uh, you can give me you can give me the money back, the the excess money that you took." Yeah. And no, no, I can't do that. Sure, I've no way of knowing. And I just went, "All right, fine. If you're going to be like that." Uh, and so that was the end of I it. Just, but, I, yeah. And I just said it. I said it to a couple of people that I knew. Uh, and I said, look, don't bother going into that garage anymore. 
I said, all right, he's saying that his diesel is a little bit cheaper than a place down the road, but he's actually not getting, you're not getting, you're not getting what you're You're just not getting. And there's an awful lot of trust involved in this, you know, whether it's somebody delivering home heating oil or indeed somebody, uh, you know, calibrating their petrol pumps. You trust them to do it right. Like, exactly. Like the other thing then, at the moment, like we all know anyone who's driving a diesel car at the moment, like diesel is no more expensive than petrol. And has been for a long time, And has been for the last few months. Like that, that, that's, there's no excuse for that. Like diesel is, is diesel costs less to make than petrol. I can't understand you know? it. I don't. I don't know what they say. It's yeah, about it, how it, you do, how you refine it, and so I don't know. I yeah, just, it's, I just it's, don't a, know. it's a cheaper. It's a cheaper. But like, it's it's astonishing it. to me that on the on the uh, South Ring on the Link Road, there's a petrol station. Mm. It's a really good one. It's got yeah. a great wash as well. There is one yeah. seven. It's one seventy five. Yeah, you know what. Um, yeah, yeah, one seventy-five yeah. for unleaded, and then you go to Douglas Village, and it's one eighty-two point nine. Yeah. Seven, seven yeah. cent. I mean, do I wonder? Yeah, do people do like they often wonder? I drive, I drive quite a lot, like at the, at the weekends, and I see yeah. people filling up their cars in extortionately expensive petrol stations, and I wonder. Yeah, people, do they, people don't look. A lot of people don't look at the price. Look not. The only person, the only person winning then is the is the garage thing. Yeah, well, sure. I go and sit up in Port Leash there at the moment. Uh, was this in Amber Garage in Port Leash? Diesel is one eighty nine. So there's probably a queue there. Yeah, like one eight. It's like how can they have it at one eighty nine, and the rest of the country be over two euros? I don't know, my man. I don't know. Like it's that, scary it, though. The it, pumps are scary. It, it makes no sense. Okay. All right. Okay, yeah. you're on the ball, Keith. Right, Thanks you. for that. Cheers. Sure, take care. Uh, eight years ago, and I'm still seething. My sister was driving to our town, to our aunt's house, and we were taking her to Marymount, where she died some months later. I was meeting my sister at our aunt's house. She arrived before me, and when I got there, I could see a man with my sister's door open, and he was roaring and shouting at my terrified sister. I got him away from her. I knew him, a blow-in in our town. I was too emotional at the time to do anything, as we knew our aunt was going to Marymount and wouldn't be coming out of Marymount. My sister didn't realise at the time, but this person had followed her. She had the right of way going over a narrow bridge, but he decided to keep going and they barely managed to pass each other. He turned around, followed her into the town, verbally abused her. It was only after my aunt passed that I called to his house and asked him to apologise to my sister. Well, he closed the door on my face and rang the guards, who called to my house. In fairness, the guards were very nice and just said to stay away from him. But eight years later, I'm still fuming. I wish at the time that I had called the guards, but as I said, we had more important things to deal with. I see this blow in every day and I have to count to ten and turn the other cheek. Guaranteed if it was a male driving, he wouldn't have turned his car around. Thank you for that text. I think, you you know, it's easy for me to say, let it go all these years later. Not the easiest thing in the world to do when you see this guy from time to time. Um, and just regarding the incident at Douglas, I was passing when the incident kicked off. I was alerted by car horns, which caught my attention. This is the Douglas uh, assault. I then saw the guy in the black car get out and approach the white jeep behind him aggressively and hurl abuse at him. And I clearly saw him spit before he turned away and went back up to his car. That is why the young fella acted like he did. Spitting is an assault in its own way, but that is no reason for the guy in the white car to react as he did. At the same time, if this happened to me, I would have just seen red as well. Spitting
spitting at someone is absolutely vile, especially with all the concerns with regards to all these different viruses and diseases. I just felt I would like to give you my eyewitness version of what went on. Thank you for that. Um, that's a second witness this morning who said that they observed the guy who started all of this by going back to your man, um, roaring and screaming at him and spitting into his face. Now, does that warrant the reaction? Well, that's a story for another day. Lines open. It'll stay open. Text 0868104106. Last call this morning because tomorrow we'll be talking Halloween and jazz. But just as a warm up, we've been looking for Cork's spookiest house. Jackie, good morning. We're talking about the Gargan household where? Down Dunmanway, That's is it? it. In, yeah, Dunmanway. Okay, now, um, I think I may have seen some photographs of this earlier in the week, your house. It's okay, spectacular, yeah. but what have you done? Thank you. Um, I've basically done the front of the house, so the full facade. I have um, lights around the windows and I have um, inflatables up and I have ghosts. And what I are the DIY. inflatables, tell me? Um, there's a witch and there's pumpkins and I made my own concrete pumpkins and I made my own um, six foot spider and stuff. I've been on Pinterest for a long time since last January. And um, oh my I've god, you got all these spooky, you, yeah, yeah, you got all of these spooky it. witches and everything in the windows. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And this year I did it last year and I just shared it to my family. But this year someone had just said in passing you should do it for. Um, something so I said look I do it for the Demanway Historical Society and the back when you look through the windows it's all red I mean is, are you trying yeah. to make out that there's fire or what I think so I think it's just it, it was just an idea I saw on Pinterest I think it was just kind of the spookiness of Halloween and stuff so um, I liked right. it it caught my eye and it seems to catch everyone else's eye I hope it don't cause um, a car crash because I'm on the main road fantastic at night <laughs> It really Thanks does. Very well. Yeah, I mean, I guess Thank people you. are stopping and admiring it. How long did it take? I'm going to share that um, video, incidentally, lads. You want to see it on it, our Twitter page? It would take a week if the weather was good, but unfortunately, this October, the weather was horrendous. So it takes about an hour and a half each day by the time I've, you know, household chores and everything done and kids fed and all that normal, typical life stuff. Um, about half four to half six and then the daylight hits in. So, And I have a very patient husband, Alan, at home to help. So... Um, yeah, so it, it took a while, but I'm I'm very. You got a lot of, of lights going on there, though, but they don't burn. They don't. They don't cost a whole lot. Sure no, they no, they don't. No, they don't. No, they're just um, standard LEDs. So and is, is yes, Halloween your thing, or do you do anything like that for Christmas? No, Halloween is more my thing. My sister Sheila loves Christmas. She's like the Griswolds, um, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm more of a Halloween person myself. All right, beautiful Don Manway. It's a gorgeous part of the world. And you're collecting, um, people can leave a few bob if they're passing, can they? They can, yeah. It's for the De Manway Historical Society. Okay. And yeah. you're on the, is it the Sack, Sackville Street area? Sackville Street, yeah. Yeah, it's Sackville Street. Okay, um, well, people, and down West, people down West are in for a treat then when they're passing your house. The kids must love it though. Yeah, they do. They really love it. I'm, I teach junior infants in St. Mary's Infant School de Manway and um, they like I'm every day I'm like who's calling to Mrs. Garrigan's house and they all put up their hands so hopefully <laughs> hopefully I'll have enough treats for them you know we need that and we need to keep the traditions alive <laughs> Halloween yeah, and witches definitely. and banshees and everything mind yeah. yourself and listen well done it's a great effort I'll Thanks share so the video much, thank Thanks you very much. all the thank best you. I'd Bye. also be encouraging other people to uh, share your own Halloween uh, makeovers of the house or the gardens whatever the case may be just share them with them because it's good to share these kind of videos. Actually, if you flip from witches, because we've got the wealthy witch, of course, to banshees. I went to see the banshees of Inishirin the other night. My wife and myself went down to um, Maham Point. 
it's a beautifully it's a beautifully shot film it really is gorgeously shot and the island of Ackle looks absolutely stunning and, and I know because I was up in Apple, Apple, Ackle during the summer and the residents and the locals were telling me how much fun they had with the cast and the crew and all of the, di- the different stories that were going on where people were living and visiting the different villages and they were there for a long time. I have to say, I don't think it's everybody's film. I'm not sure that it's everybody's cup of tea. There were people there um, who couldn't look at the screen some of the time because of, it was, you know, they're, they're, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there's a particular storyline or narrative that goes through that's quite gory and it wouldn't be for everybody. I wasn't expecting that. But the beauty of Ackle and the gorgeousness of the filming and the acting is just incredible. It's just that we just have fantastic talent in this country. It's worth going, but it comes with a slight warning, you know. I was talking to one or two people afterwards and they were saying, I just, I couldn't look at the screen when certain things were going on. I just couldn't. It was just way too gory. But a great film nonetheless. And apparently it's doing gangbusters at the box office, apparently. Right, lines open. Last bit of business. Tickets for the jazz across the weekend. 0818 Pick up the phone. We have uh, tickets for Live at St. Luke's. Alabaster de Plume is playing um, at a lunchtime gig, an afternoon gig at Live at St. Luke's. Two o'clock, we have tickets for that. And also, we've got Saturday night and Sunday night tickets for the Metropole Jazz Club, the home of the jazz. So get dialing for those. 0818 We'll have a lot more fun with Halloween and the Jazz Weekend on tomorrow's program. So have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.